1: Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone.
2: But if you talk to other life forms,
3: they can see way more
2: than I would love to us. talk to shrimp. Who would?
3: Shrimp will not return
2: my calls. You try.
3: Because are like, are you the bastard that always fries us and eats us until you puke?
1: Yes, that is me. Right. Featuring Panama Ted. Imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. anna Ray on traffic.
4: Five minute delay. And
1: a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. So
4: reach around the guy.
1: (laughs) You gotta squat and be ready. (laughs) (laughs) Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone.
3: (laughs) Happy Wednesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Oh, hello, man. We have a big program today. All the news and notes you need as we go on campus at 448. We're going to talk about how Dan Orlovsky is stupid. Oh,
2: oh, new levels, man. That that guy. Yeah, I, I feel like a toddler was given Twitter, but the toddler knows how to type sentences. They're just not good
3: sentences, but he can type them. That's what's going on. The Riker Hyundai fan poll today, 971thefan.com. Are you in favor of the Jackets being interested in acquiring Jack Eichel? There's a lot to unpack in that question. Are you, I mean, are you in favor of the Jackets <laughs> no, being I interested? I don't want them
2: to even have any interest in Jack Eichel. No, I I think perhaps this is a misunderstanding or a miswording of the frustration for Jackets fans, right? Like, I want my team to be interested in all the good players. I want them to be interested in them. I want them to try to sign them, but I want them to do it in a way that makes sense for my team to actually compete and win championships. And I don't know if trading away all the assets you're building up for a rebuild it's gonna probably take a few years. I don't know if Jack Eichel is the guy you drop all that on only because you're not that close. That's where my frustration is. So I guess uh
3: no, I don't want them to yeah, that's be the answer. interested in it. the answer all right. is no. All right interested thinking about it think about it think about it and then say no <laughs> as intriguing well, as it if, is if they were like hey we're Here's only gonna Jack offer
2: Michael for free we're only gonna offer you this offer we'll trade him to you straight up for a guy who doesn't want to play for you in
3: seth jones okay i'm yes then i'm interested that's a great deal but All that's right. not the deal uh red's opening up a series with the braves tonight at the great american ballpark indians are in minneapolis Joe Girardi and Max Scherzer got into it last night. Now, we've been testing for goo for two days, right? So it's been two whole days and hit the fan last night. Mm. One thing that Major League Baseball had to expect is that the goo checks would turn into gamesmanship. And that's what happened last night. So Joe Girardi, who was the manager of the Phillies, sees Max Scherzer taking off his cap and rubbing his hair. And so Girardi asked the umpires to check him. He had been checked three times. Max Scherzer threw a temper tantrum, eventually got out of the inning, and then stared down Joe Girardi in the Phillies bench. At that point, Joe Girardi threatened to fight Max Scherzer, <laughs> which I I approve of. Yeah, we need point, more of that. You know
2: what? Yeah. Usually, I think the tough guy routine is so overplayed and stupid in sports, it's annoying. But some of these pitchers, man, at this rate... You have got guys acting like
3: children out there. Sergio Romo took his pants down last <laughs> night. He's like, "Right, <laughs> check me. Didn't check my peppy. Maybe I got some goo there. Check it." I,
2: here's the thing: um, we are we are seeing this reaction. It's been two days, as you point out. Now, I get that it's a little frustrating to be asked four separate times while you're playing to do something. That is really frustrating for pitchers who are in their routine. Could it be, Mike? that managers have realized, hey, we're now allowed to ask for this. We're always allowed to ask for it. I
3: said this before they enacted the rule. There's
2: going to be gamesmanship here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it reminds me very much of, I think, the first coach who ever figured out, you know, if we call a timeout right before this guy tries a 53-yard field goal at the end of the game, he might miss it because it gives him more time to think about it. Icing the kicker became a thing, right? And and then now what do you see from coaches? You see coaches that don't call that timeout, even if they have it, and people speculate, will they call it? Will they not? It messes with your head. Um, Do you think this is going to get managers to stop doing it when you see Max Scherzer and all these other players just like stripping down and yelling? At no, them? I'm going to make them do it. I'm I'm calling for it every time I see them touch anything that's not the baseball. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I think they're, he touches elbow. I think there's goo on there. Check the elbow, please. Yeah, because you're showing me that it's living rent free in your head. I, that used to be a thing that players did not want was for everyone to know. Oh yeah, you've got me mentally. I'm off my game now.
3: That was the thing we used to not want to no, do in sports no. because Major League Baseball players and college football coaches do the same thing. They want to let everybody know how tough their job is. <laughs> they think everybody yeah. has to know how tough their job. No other profession really does this, right? Like the surgeon that operates on you. Mm-hmm. You know, he operates on you. He doesn't then just tell you, I got to tell you, your intestines was like a pretzel in there. You should be paying me extra. I didn't sign up for that this morning. I thought I was having a very simple exploratory surgery. I got in there. It was pretzel time. Give me some more cash. Except
2: this is what's going on in Major League Baseball is there was a rule at the hospital that all the surgeons need to wear gloves before they do surgery. And then every surgeon was like, not going to do it. Part of the unwritten rules. I don't like it. That's not my process. We yes. haven't been wearing gloves for 50 years. And then the hospital was like,
3: Paula Poundstone got here.
2: are <laughs> not going to be wearing gloves. Yeah. It's actually got a vancestrian crap hole. Yeah. Anyway. So then they said, let's have you wear the gloves that are in our rules at this hospital to do pretzel time surgeries. And the surgeons are like, I can't believe this unfair justice on my person. Like you're, they're asking you to do your job. Your job is to pitch without goo on your hands. That is part, that is your job. That is an oversimplification, but it is your
3: job not to use cheating substances to throw a baseball. And as much as I love to come on here every single day, every chance that I get to talk about how much I hate Major League Baseball umpires. The hatred for Major League Baseball umpires the last couple days has been ridiculous because these guys are simply doing the job that they're asked to do. Yeah, this this is their their job, actually. They're going out there to check these guys. This is exactly what their employers want them to do. That wasn't a, a, I don't know who the home plate are. Let's just say it was Joe West last night, even though it's not, Mm -hmm. for the Nationals and the Phillies. That was Joe Girardi asking the umpires to go out there and do it. That wasn't Joe West taking things into his own hands, going out there,
2: right? It's I. I Here is the thing: the umpires have that job to do. It is still possible for me to not like many of the other things they do as well. In this one instance, I can say this is not them being dumb, and this is not the this is not the managers being dumb, in my opinion. This is not Major League Baseball being dumb, as much as I think Major League Baseball is dumb on many things. This is them trying to actually enforce rules that exist. And the, here, here's what we need to find out. Ted and I were talking about this before the show. Because the numbers are starting to come out over the last few days. People who pay attention to spin rates of baseballs have been checking that. Mm-hmm. Numbers are down. Now, they measure them in revolutions per minute, which last I checked, there's not a lot of pitches that take a minute to get to the plate. So I don't know what, like, if there's a 200 RPM reduction in a ball I don't know what that means as far as the like half a second it takes to go to the no, plate. But, but
3: the people who follow those things know what it means. Well, they know and that it's they're sing- the ones writing it off. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. we also yeah, don't see yes. a lot of baseballs take an hour to get to the plate well, that's, either. Yet that's we, what I mean. We we understand what miles an hour is, of course.
2: But what I'm what I'm getting at is this. If that affects actual batting averages, I don't care what the spin rates are. I don't care what your velocity is. I don't care about any of that. What I would like to know is, does offense increase because of this? It's You're not going to know in a week. You're not going to know in a month, right? You're going to need to know over a longer period of time. But if they actually enforce this rule for six months or the rest of the season, and then we see at the end of the season, hey, balls put in play, up significantly. Batting averages, up significantly and you see more pitchers staying in games longer because they're also able to work counts and get guys out other ways, then then I think that's ultimately a good thing. If those things do not happen, and we're doing goo inspections all the time, but nothing's changed with the actual way the game is played, then they have to look at, you know, okay, what else can we do here? Is this enough, or should we be doing other things? And as you and I have said, there's going to have to
3: be some other approaches that are going to have to change, not just from the pitchers. No one's been caught with the goo yet through two days. Although, Teddy, you said there was a minor leaguer that got caught with the goo, right? Yeah, a pitcher for the
5: Reds, actually. He
3: got uh, busted down in Louisville. Bunch of cheaters. Jeez. Uh, The Pistons win the NBA draft lottery that took place last night. Houston has the number two pick, and the Cavs have the number three pick. Mm. Of course, we all know who's going number one. (laughs) We do. I'm looking at you. I I haven't paid
0: attention. I don't know. Uh, I don't know.
3: Sure I just want to look at pitchers getting expect, inspected for goo.
2: Yeah, I don't know either. No, I don't, anyway. that's great. Hey, here is what I know, Mike. If mm. you are not here with the Cavs when they finish like awful, then you are not can't enjoy it when they still finish awful. Why? What does that mean? I don't think they're going to get any better. But you know, Cavs You know, not Cavs fans. Fans of teams will say, "Well, if you didn't support us when we were at our worst, you can't support us when we we're winning championships." It's Like, well, yeah, but number one, you can do that, and number two. I don't think those times are coming anytime soon
3: for the Cavs. Hate to say it. Kevin Love Alive? Yes. Kevin the, Love to Alive. To the chagrin
2: of Cavs fans.
3: Playing Olympic <laughs> basketball, I saw though, right? I
2: did see that, yeah. Why is he on the team? I don't know. Who cares? I don't know. Contract was a
3: good idea. Mm-hmm. We said it at the Check time. him for goo. Great. <laughs> he needs some. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just throw man. all the goo you have at him.
2: Yeah. Maybe that would, maybe that would help. Maybe you could get I don't know. Better play if you had more goo on your hands as a basketball player. I don't know how it works.
3: Crew on the road tonight for Philadelphia. Coverage starts 7-15 right here on the fan.
2: Yeah, that's Take good. it to the
3: bank? Take it to the
2: bank. On the road. Yeah, I tell, I'm tell. i telling you, man, you have got this stretch of games for the crew, which they started off good, got a win against Chicago. That's game you need. Sending off old Crew Stadium the right way. Very nice. Now you've got this game on the road. This is against a playoff caliber team. Billy's one of the best teams in the East, so you got to go prove it against them. Hopefully they can. Then uh, Sunday night, you play this team from Austin. That's so right. I that's, forgot about that. That's a big deal. That's a way, but that is the first time they get to travel to Anthony Precourt's Is Billy. that on national TV? Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, they're putting that on. They want everybody. FS1, ESPN, I'm not sure which, but of course all the coverage right here on the fan as well. But that's that's a game you don't want to lose. Every game they've got coming up for like the next three weeks or so is just it's that or it's how it's real or it's the opener for the new place like every game has some significance so yeah tonight
3: you can't let down on your guard you got to go out there and get three points ryan day is warning of disaster details next common man and t-bone on the fan fan
6: traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center
4: Good afternoon. You are going to find a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of I-70 downtown split eastbound before Livingston Avenue. Traffic is slow from the 71-315 west split in this area. Please be cautious as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Connect helps your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. And right now, get $10 off signs, banners, or posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends on July 3rd. Valid in-store and online. Visit staples.com signage for details. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic
1: simpletons nincompoops ignoramuses just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show also fat this is common man and t-bone
3: happy wednesday bone has something very important to tell you yeah mike it's always
2: frustrating or used to be when i would go to grab a glass to pour a nice pint for myself enjoy Mm. a nice frothy beverage little adult beverage, and I'd grab the glass, and there'd be little white spots on it, and I'd think, oh, that, that's right, because we got the hard water, that's no good. And then I'd remember, oh, yeah, I also have to lug in all the bottled water from the car that I didn't bring in earlier, and now I got to do that. And then my wife would tell me, oh, there's something wrong with the washer, because, oh, we've got problems with that, because the appliances are dealing with the hard water. I got to clean out the shower because of all the soap buildup. Suddenly, I don't want the beer anymore, because the water is causing me problems in the house. I don't have that problem anymore because I have Connecticut Premier Series water softener and the K5 drinking water station. So now I don't have to lug in bottled water. I have nice clean glasses. The appliances are working great. All this is good. And I'm telling you, if you've got a water softener and you don't think it's getting the job done or you're just not sure, you should check out with the guys with Connecticut. They can inspect your water softener this month for just $1. So go to ConnecticutColumbus.com. Tell them you want to get the funk out of your water and ask them about their $1 water softener inspection
3: and Get a Premier Series water softener in your house like I have in mine. See, I don't have it in my house. And I told you last week that when I took a shower, I actually was bleeding in the shower because my water was so hard. hard. Well, I ran the dishwasher last night, opened up the dishwasher, all the dishes broken. Glass everywhere, dishes, because
2: the water's too hard. I mean, I'm sure you may have hard water, but you may also just have other issues. Like, I don't know what you're doing to your dishwasher Prior to I'm not doing it. it it's the water
3: you sure about yeah, that I do I well the dish rag I have isn't really a dish rag it's a sledgehammer <laughs> but it gets the grime off
2: <laughs> no more grime dishes completely destroyed now they've turned into dust yeah so anyway if you have those same problems as Mike or maybe slightly different ones Connecticutumbu.com
3: check them out uh, Ryan Day desperately wants to get name, image, likeness passed in the state of Ohio. He was campaigning again yesterday. Campaigning is that the right word? I would say. I guess I would say so. Yeah. I mean, he's in he front was, of lawmakers again. He was petitioning local government, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. He says, my biggest concern is that if we don't do it now and we don't ena- enact the emergency clause, it's going to put our student athletes, our teams, at a competitive disadvantage for sure, and create an unlevel playing field. I think it would be something that would leave a mark for a long time and be hard to come back from when you think about some of the other programs across the country. And it isn't just Division I or at the football level. It's across the board in Ohio. Yes, I'm sure that Ryan Day cares about all the other Ohio schools mm-hmm. and all the other sports that aren't football. Right? Maybe he does. I don't know. We know what this is. And he's he's not wrong. I think that sometimes we're overstating the importance of you know, day one, we have to have name, image, and likeness done because if we don't, all our five-star guys will just leave and go someplace else. I don't think that's going to be the case, but this is going to get done. It's either going to get done at the state level or the NCAA is going to have some sort of emergency where they, they make it so they get it done. I, I don't know which is better at this point. To well, have local yeah. governments sort of piecemeal across the country controlling all of this, and it's different everywhere you go, or to have the NCAA craft something at the last minute because they're terrified. Well,
2: right. It depends on what your end goal is, right? Like, if your end goal is to make everything equal across the board for everyone, which is, is a noble goal, I'm not disparaging that. Well, that will eventually then, be right. what happens. Well, and How long that takes, who the hell knows? Yeah, that would be something that's better served if there is just a nationwide ruling, law, whatever that says, this is the way it is. NCAA can't tell you what to do. Here's what's happening. Everyone gets the same thing done, but that's not going to happen before July 1st. So the next best thing is, well, let's make sure the players have opportunities to get paid and capitalize on their image should have been happening a long time ago. It's too bad. It's taken this long. So whatever law gets passed here, as long as there's something that allows for name, image, and likeness to occur, That's, in the short-term, good. Long-term, yeah, I think you need to work towards equality and getting a a standard set of rules since it is a competitive sports league. By the way, Ryan Day had an interesting quote that I have trouble squaring with that other quote where he said it'll be a disaster, potentially could be a disaster, will be at a competitive disadvantage. He was asked about how this would affect team culture because, of course, yeah, there are going to be some guys on the team who are probably going to get pretty lucrative endorsement deals out of this, some guys on the team who won't get a penny from it. Um, And he was asked about that. He said, it'll be a challenge, but I think it's something we have to talk about on the front end while we're recruiting people into our school and make sure they understand they're not coming here to make money. They're coming here to get a great education, be part of a program with an opportunity to win
3: championships, better themselves. All right. Well, here's what I think happened. You don't. Tressel took over his body (laughs) because he leapt into his body and possessed him.
2: It can't be a gigantic disaster, and everyone's going to leave if we don't get this done, and woe is Ohio State. We may never recover. And also, oh, we're not recruiting on the money thing. We're recruiting on the education. You're recruiting on the money thing. Maybe not not for everybody. Well, right. Not for everybody, but are you worried about the fourth string kicker? I don't think that's what the concern is here. The concern is you're going to lose out on the best players, and that's where this disaster talk comes from. Well,
3: yeah, I... I'll take it a step further. If you're sitting down on someone's couch and talking about the benefits at Ohio State, if you don't bring up the potential for income, you're doing it wrong. You're recruiting
2: wrong. I don't know to what level Ohio State would be comfortable, and this is good for them, by the way. I don't know to what level they would be comfortable walking into a recruit's house with a PowerPoint presentation with a bunch of dollar signs on it. I don't doubt for a second there will be plenty of schools that have no problem doing
3: that. Well... You don't think they do that now to an extent? You don't think when Larry Johnson sits down, he talks about all the guys he's coached and how much money they make in the NFL? How is that any different? Right. I, I, I'm, don't get me
2: wrong. I'm saying use every advantage here as far as because I don't have a problem with it. Because I also don't have a problem with it if the music school student who's on a scholarship signs a record deal. I don't have a problem if the music or you know the the writing scholarship student is able to you know make some money on Fiverr writing copy for people like I don't care if students who are good at something get paid to do that if you're good at making coffee at a coffee shop you should get paid for that and if you also happen to be on a scholarship for some other thing you're good at that's cool too and if you are someone who's marketable in the world of sports and you happen to be good at sports There's no reason why you can't get an education, get a free education on a scholarship and get paid for that other thing. So I'm all full in support of it. I just think it's interesting how we're talking about, no, we're not going to recruit on that. Well, of course you are. Yes, you are. Let's just, I know you have to say that to the people who make the laws because they're all going to get up, bent out of shape. If it's like, oh no, we're, we're, this is still about education. It is, but. They're not paying billions of dollars to watch these guys get educated. Unfortunately, you're watching billions. You're paying billions of dollars to watch guys play football, and that's where the endorsements will come from.
3: And all, all the studies that we've seen so far, because we saw some during uh, March Madness time last year, where they're saying, "Oh well, X amount of if if this were all legal, this player could make this amount of money mm-hmm. based on how many Instagram followers they have, how frequently they post, and one of the other things they factored in school affiliation." That that mattered a a big deal. If you go to a school that has higher enrollment, a bigger fan base, a bigger presence on social media, they average you can make more money than a smaller school athlete. Even if you are a star, both of these people are stars. Right. Well, and why is that? Because think of the
2: loyalty that comes with Ohio State fans or Alabama fans or Texas fans or name your school. Those schools that pump out graduate after graduate every single year and have, you know, large alumni bases all over the world, they pay attention to what is going on on their campus. Even if they've moved away, they live right. in other parts of the country. So, yeah, you have a much better chance, I would assume, at getting even a national type of endorsement if you're going to a school like Ohio State than you would if you're going to smaller schools that may have, you know, very intense followings in their
3: region, but maybe not the nationwide followings. Dan Orlovsky is stupid. We'll talk about why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
6: From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center.
4: Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of I-70 downtown split eastbound before Livingston Avenue. Traffic is still slow from the 71-315 west split in this area. It is still continuing to build over here. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. Rumkey is hiring CDL driving trainees starting at age 19. Receive $18 an hour, benefits, and Rumkey will pay your CDL costs. New CDL drivers can earn $1,000 up to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in the first year. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. EOE restrictions apply. I'm the Ray with fan traffic.
1: Murdering brain cells, one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone.
3: Hello? Dan Orlovsky, I find him to be very stupid. Oh. He again proves his stupidity by asking on Twitter if your team Saved by the Bell or Team 90210... I think it's a very stupid question. And here's the reason why. Because they're completely different shows. Yes, they both have teenagers in them. Dummy. That's like saying, do you like cake or steak? They sound the same. (laughs) Different show. One is a kid's show. Saturday morning, kid's show. One step up from a cartoon. The other one featured the wonderful breast implants of Tiffany Amber Thiessen. See, Tiffany Amber Thiessen had to go to 90210 yes, to right. escape, to escape Saved by the Bell and the reputation she made there. Right. I
2: Like, I didn't know there were teams involved in that. Why, There's no why? teams. It wasn't like they were on number one, just from a purely, you know, time management standpoint. They're not on at the same time. That you could watch one in the morning, and then the other one was on, like, at night at a different yeah, time. prime like, time. Yeah, because one was made for like a little more grown up fare. One was definitely made more for ten year kids. olds. Yeah, I was ten. I the, here's the thing. I think uh, Bo Bishop hit this earlier, and it's spot on that you graduated kind of from say by the Bell to nine hundred two one zero. And I would further that by saying, then you got your doctorate when you went to Melrose Place, because that was a whole other level up. First, so Melrose
3: mind. Place, fine show. It's not nine hundred two one zero. I felt I like "Dino Two and
2: 0 was the superior. show. I felt like there was a lot more going
3: on though in Melrose Place. Like it, they right. were, they were not
2: like, "Well, we're just trying to have a show here." Did it was like Courtney Thorn all-
3: Smith get thrown down the stairs by Ray Pruitt in Melrose Place. No, yeah, that's fair. All right, that was Tori Spelling that's getting fine. thrown down the steps. That's right. And look, I, I want to here's a here's a disclaimer. This is all entertainment. I do not condone domestic violence. Uh, it was a part of me that applauded when. In the show, in the show, in the fictional show, sh- the fictional world.
5: Yeah, this, this when she was in, thrown
3: down the steps. I don't
2: actually want to see like Paulie from Rocky get like his head caved I in. in do, real I, life, do. But I do, in that movie, they made him oh, very hateable. Hate guy, right? Uh, they, m- most unlikable movie character of all time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's you're just talking about the fictional movie or the show. But here's here's the question that I have, or I guess not really a question. The statement I'm going to put out there. I think Saved by the Bell changed television in a way that we don't fully appreciate because I think that level of show became the model for like every Disney program and everything that the Disney channel has been built on since where it was campy and stupid and goofy in a way that full house couldn't really be because it was supposedly on for the whole family. Saved by the Bell was on Saturday mornings and you watched that as a kid Thinking you were like being older than you I were. Like,
3: I like how you're saying that Full House was edgier than Saved no. by the Bell. But you're, I, you're not wrong. I'm not
2: saying edgier. I'm saying they always had to bring it home with like, well, would that be realistic? I don't know. Let's have Dave Coulier talk to his gopher again. Who's a like <laughs> woodchuck? Whatever. Come on, <laughs> no, Mr. Sorry. Woodchuck was the know. thing's hey, name. Sorry, Minnesota fans. I don't know what animal your thing is. All right, gopher woodchuck. Who cares? The point is. I think Saved by the Bell kind of in that line of of show Change television. It made it. it made that level of show be a thing, and then you had sitcoms take on more serious tones down the road. And yeah, before that, they were all just kind of campy
3: and goofy. All right? No. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just hung up on the whole. Whoa, what are you nine two? An hour Saved by the Bell. I haven't seen well, either. <laughs> I'm trying to relate to the peeps. <laughs> yeah, it have does- you
2: seen an episode of either of them? It feels like a robot just got a hold of Twitter and doesn't know what he's doing. Let me let me hit you up with this tweet that he also has sent out. I don't know if he's just trying to like do hot takes now.
3: What do you like better, Al for Independence Day? <laughs> <laughs> what? They both have aliens in them? I uh, suppose show or Andy Griffith show. They're both shows. Right. They're, they're both, both, both kind of comedies. Shows fronted by comedians. Yeah.
2: One of them happens to have, like, a whole sitcom vibe and everything. The other one was a sketch show, but, uh, you know, also, like, 60 years apart. Anyway, um, Dan Orlovsky also tweeted this recently. Hmm. Uh, this was yesterday. Again, he's just trying for hot takes. Potato chips are gross. Problem number one. Huh. Tortilla chips are everything. All also, right. if you scoop salsa instead of dip, you're gross. You scoop queso and guacamole. Also, Justin Fields is lazy. He tweeted that. Oh, yeah. Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, he's got a lot of good takes. A lot of good takes. let's,
3: Let's start at the beginning. I can understand being pro tortilla chip. I
0: love tortilla, I love tortilla chips. chips. I'm with you. I, I love, I love you know,
3: regular to- uh, tortilla chips. I love the hint of limes. I love it when you put some flavoring on it, like a Doritos. I don't know why I said it like that. Doritos. Dor- Dor- Doritos. <laughs> hey, <laughs> use that word,
2: Doritos.
3: I enjoy the corn chips. Those are known as farritos. <laughs> farritos. So I can understand how you you would prefer a tortilla chip. Who the hell thinks potato chips are gross? You know who? Someone who does not, I, I
2: feel bad for people like this, where they say things that are stupid uh, when they've not apparently just, they haven't had a good potato chip. Like, you, you're you eating the but wrong even, thing even then. bad potato chips are good. No, I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying, I, I hear that sometimes around Thanksgiving where it's like, oh, turkey, useless, it sucks. And it's like, well, I'm sorry you live with people who don't know how to season food because turkey,
3: when it's cooked properly, is delicious. Like anything, if it's cooked poorly, it's going to suck. All right, so that's stupid number one. Yes. He said he's putting down people who like potato chips.
2: Well, first off, calling them gross. Just say, I don't like potato chips, but that's just me.
3: Different than, potato chips are gross and you're stupid if you like them. All right, number two. We talk about dipping, dip, tortilla chips into salsa, but not scooping. This may be acceptable if you have like a picante sauce, which is very thin. Mm-hmm. So you just sort of, you know dip the chip in there there's no scoopage necessary because there's no chunks but 90 percent of the salsas we consume in this country are chunky salsas if you're not scooping then what the hell are you doing you're not getting any of the, the chunks that's the whole point if anything you can make a case for dipping queso because the nature of queso is it will stick right to your chip 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 uh, I I really
2: don't understand his point here because you're right. Salsa is the whole point of having a tortilla chip with some curled up edges on it is to grab as much of the goop as you can. They out make of the salsa. chips
3: just for this. Yes. They're
2: called Tostitos scoops. Yes, they're actually delicious. And I, yeah, I don't understand what his point is here either, but he's dumb. Can I tell you when I was a kid uh, and probably, and you know what, older than I should have been. I'm talking, I was still 10 years old and my mom did this for me. I did not like textures. Onions in in spaghetti sauce. I did not like the onions and some of the other things that would be put in spaghetti you sauce. Want, you me. wanted V eight on your pasta, yeah, yeah. So my mom, when we were kids, would strain our spaghetti sauce for us. Doesn't matter. And with you? Na- <laughs> Idiot. I was ten. All right. I am just pointing out that was that was still dumb for me as a little kid to not be able to get over that. But I acknowledge now that was silly, and I should have just grown up. Dan Orlovsky is apparently straining his salsa. Because why even buy salsa if you don't get the chunks? I'm not saying it has to be chunky town all the time, but why are you even getting salsa then? Just like get some tomato soup and throw some spices in it and dip away. Yep. Yep. Um,
3: There is. A, there, all right. There's no way you can think about anything else other than this. There, well, thing here I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of a polite way to say this. There is somebody in the media industry all right. um, I, I don't care for this person. He has a very good following. I contend this person has never touched a, a bare woman's breast in his life. Okay. And so I can't take anything he says seriously because he's never been naked with a woman. I don't know why. Just like if you're on TV preaching your truth, I want to know that you've been naked with a woman. I don't know why that bothers me, but it does. The fact that Beth Orlovsky, a.k.a. Dan Orlovsky, openly says he doesn't like potato chips, and they're gross, mm-hmm. and anybody who likes them is gross. How can you ever take anything he says seriously again? I Well, I would have a tough time listening to someone. Like, he says, someone. oh, this team is the best team in college football. How can you take that seriously, knowing that if you give this guy a kettle chip, he's going to throw it in the garbage? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. It's a lot of times, like when you get sports opinions from guys who say they don't like coffee. I mean, I just can't even hear it. It's so weird. I, now that's stupid. Now you're being stupid. It's, <laughs> the, the, it's the temperature. Yeah, of I know coffee. you don't like the hot shots of liquid. In your I mouth. have I, a very,
3: I, I have a very sensitive membrane mm. in my mouth. I understand. All right? I don't like the hot shots of liquid in my mouth. I got it. You know, you and Leanna, you can just. Put all the hot goo in your mouth that you need, and it doesn't bother your mouth.
2: Coffee's not goo; it's just coffee. It's delicious. By the way, uh, Mike Todd, our guy, said, "Are you Team Seinfeld or Team Touched by an Angel?" (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. I don't know. There's Uh, white people in both of them. (laughs) Which one do I watch? I don't know. There's such similar shows. Stupid.
3: I mean, not not Mike. This Dan Relasi. Yeah, we got it. it. A Baker Mayfield's contract may be done sooner rather than later. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
6: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic
4: Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier disabled vehicle is cleared from I-70 downtown split eastbound before Livingston Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups. This traffic report is sponsored by the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center. The experts of the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center Heart and Vascular Center are leading the way by offering complete heart failure care, including heart transplantation without ever leaving Columbus. Trust your heart to Central Columbus's only heart hospital, ranked best by U.S. News and World Report. Only the array with fan traffic.
1: The Dumb is strong with this show. You're listening to Man and
3: Bone. Hello? Happy Wednesday. Here's what I want. Okay. I want to do away with comments. I don't know if I have a face where people always just feel the need to comment on my eating habits. But it happens all the time. Like today, I said to myself, you know what I want for lunch today? I'm an adult. I can make this decision. I want ice cream for lunch today. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. You can make that decision. I can. I'm an adult. So I went for ice cream. It was like eleven oh four. Went up to the window of place that I like. And I ordered a big ice cream in a waffle cone. Love love it. Yeah. Love it. Now let's
2: be clear here you're not saying every day you're not saying you know it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter matter. it could be every day for me doesn't matter the point is we know everyone in this any everyone there the ice cream people you strangers walking by the street everyone knows what you're doing you're eating ice cream at 11 o'clock in the morning there everyone's everyone's made
3: peace with that or at least they should have you're open at 11 o'clock in the morning Right. So clearly so people are ice cream. there. I mean, no one was there when I was there. But
2: anyway, <laughs> they were open. Someone, so they were working.
3: That's the point. The teenage girl who was working there had a comment for me. And what? she was smiling as she said it. And she probably meant nothing by it. But it was one of those. She said to me, getting an early start today, huh? What do you what? What? scoop the ice cream? <laughs> What, what are we doing? It's like the time that I bought the <laughs> skin tag medication at Target. And the cashier's like, what is a skin tag anyway? Don't ask these questions. I get what you're saying because I feel
2: in some way for the the person who is doing the job that I'm sure doesn't pay a ton and is very tiring. So you're always looking for ways to connect with your customers and saying, oh, I get an early start. Hey, like, that." you know, maybe that was meant positively, but I get you're saying that was, uh, that was received as being very. How would like, you? How would you receive it? Yeah, like what's wrong with you? Why are you here now? Yeah, shouldn't you be here? Like at eight o'clock? It's better if I do this for me. Does the do the calories magically go down at eight or nine o'clock in the evening? That is a that is a very weird way to put that. But I'll say this: if I ran a restaurant, I would tell everyone who worked there the only comments you ever make on anybody's food
3: should be enthusiastic. Absolutely, doesn't matter what they order. Oh, seaweed salad great choice what a fantastic choice chef you should, recommends yeah you should be enthusiastic about
2: the meals you're serving because do you want to keep people coming back you want people to be happy about coming here then don't tell them you're making a bad choice don't remind because they know <laughs> they deep down inside know like the eighth buttered roll they're eating before their meal comes out is not a good idea
3: but we put them out there because we want people to come back because they taste delicious here's what you say ice cream scooper girl Next time somebody else shows up at 11 o'clock in the morning, whatever they show up, just lie to them. Say, oh, it's my favorite flavor. Good choice. Absolutely right. Thank you. Yeah. I made it fresh this morning. No, you didn't. But I I like that you're telling me you did. (laughs) You know, another one that you could do, I'm giving free
2: tips out. If you work in an ice cream place, the thing I would love to hear more when I order food is, you know, not enough people order that. That's a really yes. A, you're you're ordering like That's the good. indie band of this place, ma- right? Makes you feel like <laughs> you're makes smart. You smart. yes. Yeah, like, oh, no one orders that. We have so much of that, and I'm thank God you're ordering it because it's great, and I don't think enough people appreciate it. I get you. Here you go, fatty. Don't say that last part. That's what we all know is happening. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say it. Just I feel better when I feel encouraged
3: about my eating habits because yeah, the the shaming is not needed. Right. I'm I'm already shaming myself for having an ice cream cone for lunch at 11 o'clock in the morning well
2: you're making peace with that shame by saying i'm an adult and i can make choices and i'm making this choice yeah. you're taking ownership at least
3: getting an early start today aren't you
2: <laughs> i guess
3: <laughs> yeah it's like well, thank you metabolism a million i appreciate that good reminder uh baker mayfield's agent says he thinks a new deal will be done sometime this summer baker's previously said he doesn't think about it i actually believe my i don't think it's a bunch of hot air i don't think he cares i mean eventually he he'll care and he wants more money but he's focused on what he has to do here's my question to you okay obviously you want to get paid you want to get a big contract but on some level do you want to wait until lamar jackson gets his extension which he will um who, josh allen is up for an extension yeah, he will get an extension to. Do you want to wait till those guys sign so that the market is set, and perhaps you can get even more money than they got, or you don't care being the first one off the board? You know you're going to get paid regardless. Yeah,
2: I I, I don't know the answer on that because I know I know what you're saying that I think Baker is looking at this going, don't sign me this off season. That's all right. I'll have another tremendous season. You're going to have to pay more next exactly because right. he is bet on himself guy, but he's also you know, guy who didn't get the offers and wore the sweatshirt, you know, talking about having a chip on his shoulder and walk on and all that, because he also remembers when people doubt him. I get it. you so remember I'm, being I'm, the
3: number two pick in the draft, though? Number one pick.
2: A oh, Number one pick in the draft. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, I'm just, no, but my point is, right, he's now gotten some of those accolades, but then if they come in and he doesn't get as big of an offer, I guess what I'm saying is, I wonder if his brain goes, Sign me, don't sign me. I don't care. I'm going to play. Is I'm going to have an MVP season. You're going to have to pay even more if you don't sign me now. Or is he saying in his head, you know, it's a little frustrating that I've done all this good for this franchise. I'm clearly the guy, and you're dragging your feet on a contract. Like I just, I could see knowing what we know of Baker Mayfield from afar. I don't know which way his brain takes that. You know, I guess you can be you can be of both minds, right? You could feel a little of both, but I wonder which one of those feelings is stronger for him right now. Maybe he would like to get a deal done just to say, I've earned this. It's about time someone recognizes it before the due date to get a deal well, done. Maybe he does. Maybe it, he likes a little I, show of respect there that, that in, fa- in fairness would probably work out for the
3: Browns if they do it I early. I think he's a hell of an actor, though, if it really is bothering him. Because that's every fair. single time yeah, I hear him talk right. about it, he has that tone where it's like, no, I really don't care. Maybe and he's fooling us. And he's not the type of guy who typically hides who he is. We've, <laughs> we've seen him be able to let us know well, how he Well, that's true. If the odds are any indication, the early odds any indication, the Buckeyes will not have any issues. Why can't I talk? Mhm. We we'll do that again? Yeah. All right. But I'm going to do it in my announcer voice. Okay. Which I have not used in a while. If the early odds are any indication, this is also the Mike DeWine voice. I just realized that. <laughs> the Buckeyes won't have any issues during their toughest games of the season. Details coming up next. I want Leanna Ray to do traffic in an announcer voice. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic.
6: From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
4: Good afternoon, you are going to... I'm not going to do that. You are going to find some slow traffic on 71 Southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on I-70 Westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center. The experts at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center, Heart and Vascular Center are leading the way in vascular surgery through advanced procedures and life-saving emergency care. Trust your care to Columbus's only heart hospital, ranked best by U.S. News and World Report. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic
1: a sports talk show but without all those pesky sports getting in the way
3: this is common man and t-bone on campus coming up at four forty-eight, all the news and notes you need here's my hot take for you today all right last night you know i like to i like to own physical pieces of music so i'm just perusing my racks and racks of cds which should i listen to tonight and I picked something out that I normally do not have in the rotation, but I was feeling in a mood. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed some Nickelback last night. Oh, boy. I did. And let me, you, let me tell you something, buddy. Oh, here we go. Here's my hot take for you. Here we go. <laughs> don't, don't give me a here we no. Here we go. No, I, want to hear it. I want you to hear lay here's it out my, there. Lay here's it out my there hot for take. Me. Yeah. Nickelback's problem is that they just don't know how to edit themselves. That's the problem. Because if You took like Nickelback's best eleven songs, you put it on an album, and they released that and then just went away. Mm -hmm. That was the end of Nickelback, right? This is this is our representation. Sure. You drop that on people. They would be hard rock Beatles. People would look at them and be like, Nickelback, this one album is the best album ever. Ooh. The problem, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling Beatles.
2: you. Look, man, I got some spicy takes when it comes to music, but I don't think I've ever had one that was putting Nickelback and Beatles in the same. It's like, sentence.
3: man, I wish I got more music from Nickelback. No, you don't. No, mm. you don't. Because now mm. we live, we live in the alternate world where we have tons of music by Nickelback. Okay. Most of it is bad. I'm saying, if you take their 11 best songs. Put it on an album, and that was all you knew of Nickelback, they would be Tool. They would be Maynard James oh, Keenan. Oh, oh, oh. That's what I'm saying oh. to you. Oh, I'm hurting. If, and let me tell you I'm something. Leaking. I'm dying. If Keenan no. came out with an album oh. every 18 months oh. like Nickelback did, oh, he'd Lord. be Nickelback. Oh, Lord. Oh,
2: okay. First of all, I'm going to give you this little. You know what I'm saying. No, I have no idea. You know it. Don't pretend like you you know what I'm saying. You're going to be too cool for school now. I'm going to give you this olive branch to show you that I am not just a Nickelback hater. I have listened to Nickelback extensively throughout my life on the radio. I had a few of their albums back in the day. Leader of Men, their debut album that was like their major label debut, was a solid rock record. I will give you that. Okay. That said, on their best 11 album that you're talking about, where you take their best 11 songs, you put them on an album, they'd be, as you put it, Hard Rock Beatles. All right, I'm exaggerating you, a little bit. Would, you, would you include the song
3: Photograph? No. Okay. No. J- by the way,
2: just because, make sure, it's, just because... I just want to make sure
3: where we're going here. No. If, if
2: you were like, no, don't Photograph, you know I defend that song. That.
3: I don't defend that song. Okay. Just because it's played on the radio doesn't mean it's one of their best songs. Well, that's fair, but he, here's the reality. They
2: have some say over what goes out on the radio, and they have said, this is our best. They have told us what they I, think our I'm best not,
3: is. I, I'm not saying and I think- that they have good judgment. I'm not even saying they're good musicians. I'm saying you have their 11 best songs on one album. Not mm-hmm. picked by them. Mm-hmm. Picked by me. Okay. Hard Rock Beatles. Oh. <laughs> that's- No,
1: no,
2: no. Stop it. No.
0: (laughs) Turn it off. (laughs) Turn (laughs) it (laughs) off.
2: This is awful. I don't want to hear it. What would you rather have? Tomorrow's Would You Rather, but I'm doing Would You Rather for you today.
3: Would you rather go to an all day, and you cannot heckle him or anything like that. You have to sit there quietly and listen. All day drumming symposium Mm -hmm. from Lars. (laughs) From Lars Ulrich. <laughs> all right. Or you have to listen to photograph on a loop all day. I don't want to. I'll, I'll go to a drummer symposium. You will go really to the fun. drummer I would, symposium. I would enjoy that, actually. I
2: would really get something out of that because I would love seeing all the other drummers like asking them questions like, hey, Lars, where's your uh, ride cymbal? Huh? I oh, don't have one? That's crazy. Who would have known? Oh, you got nine China
3: symbols, though. That's great. Okay. Like, that that would be fun. I would actually enjoy that. But let me... See, you don't like Photograph, but you know what my least favorite Nickelback song is? That everybody likes? What is yours? That they played on the radio? Okay. What is it? Rockstar.
2: A in line
3: to clubs. Yeah, because they're all the same and they suck. Yeah, I'm just, I don't like this song. This would be. not be on The Eleven. I need a big old shower and play baseball. <laughs> well, somebody knows the
2: words. Yeah, because it's annoying. It's been in my ear for decades. I hate this song. Just because I know the song, doesn't I mean, I like it. All right. Um, I want to point out, though, for the listeners, mm-hmm. many moons ago, I said that Nickelback was Canadian Creed, and you screamed at me. And I said that listen, was a horrible comparison. Let's not. How dare you? It is a horrible comparison. And now you're basically saying Nickelback is the Beatles. So, no, it's not we're what moving I said. And you know what? I slightly. don't I don't
3: like the way you're spinning this. Not spinning, All right? I'm just saying. I don't like how you're spinning stuff. Now,
2: this this is a spicy take. I had I have a little spicy hot take when it comes to music that I'll lay on you and I don't what know if it? You'll be able to properly judge it or not because I don't know if you like this style of music. Are you familiar with Ronnie James Dio? Yes, I'm not familiar with Dio the band. A ton of that stuff. Okay, because see, I I am a huge fan of Dio, and I contend that if you go back and listen to it, listen to it, Holy Diver, their Dio's like first album. Teddy, pull up some of this. That is the best. 80s song that is the best 80s album it's the, the best, best album to come out of the 80s the in my opinion 80s album most quintessential what may, 80s what album. makes it
3: an 80s album.
2: It's so, every every song on it sounds exactly like the 80s it's got operatic vocals it's got like keyboards it's d- pull, pull up uh rainbow in the dark that to me is like yes that sounds like a song where you hear that you could be in 2250 like uh, hundreds of years from now You'd hear that song be like, that is from 1980-something. I don't know what year. It sounds exactly like the 80s. I'm telling you. Now, if that's a hot take. If you want to go Nickelback as the Beatles, I mean, that's
3: ridiculous. But I defend my Ronnie James Dio love. Are you still pulling it up? Should I play some more Nickelback while we wait?
2: Yeah, I've heard the song I mean, this before. Is, this is 80s as it gets. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah, I'm saying there's no other album made in the 80s that sounds more
3: 80s all fronts than this well, album. I don't know about that. I mean, Phil Collins' No Jacket Required is like you put that on the spaceship. Like what? What did the 80s sound like? Phil Collins is going up there. But what I'm
2: saying is. Bill Collins has a lot of 80s vibe, clearly, because it was in the 80s. I'm saying these vocals only occurred in the 80s. These theatrical, operatic, metal lyrics, that's what the 80s, that's a big part of the 80s. It has that, it has keyboards, it's clearly got the rock vibe, it's got some solos in it. But you get a little bit of everything in this album, I'm telling you. Ultimate well, I, I 80s don't know. album. Yeah, Ulti- I, I'm not saying it's the best album from the 80s. That's a different conversation. I'm saying
3: it's the ultimate expression of the 80s. Yeah, right I, I, I can. I can, I see what you're saying. I don't yeah. think this vocal is exclusive to the 80s, though. I mean, Zeppelin was doing vocals like this in the 70s. Yes. And that's why they're all doing this in the 80s, because they're copying Zeppelin. Zeppelin wishes they were as good as Ryan James. Oh, now, see, now you're. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> you know what a hot take like that deserves?
3: What does that deserve? Some more Nickelback. Oh, God. Why did I do it? What? Feeling way too damn good. You want to make some love no. in the shower? So oh. This also
2: wouldn't be one of the 11. Thank God. You've heard Leader of Men like that album there's a couple songs on there that I'm like alright I get where this could have been a much better band and then everything else they were like no but you no, go do back the, do the photograph song
3: like do that type no, of song uh, all the time and it's like yeah you I don't you go back that. and listen to like Too Bad that's a good song Too Bad is it? I don't yeah it's a good song okay. I have Too Bad for you you wanna hear it? okay yeah go ahead go ahead what's the difference we've ruined this segment yeah play it I wanna hear it let's go <laughs> Any
2: song where they start out on a walkie-talkie, my song.
5: <laughs> you know, it just sucks. Just, they're producer. It's like, you know what we need here? We need a
2: walkie-talkie. It's like, I'm trying to figure out this song. Hang on, I'm long-haul trucking. Let me get on my CB radio on, this is a song to make everybody jump around. Yeah, it's fine. Well, what are we talking about here? No, but it's not rock. Like, rock is not made to make you jump around. It's made to make you break things. Break stuff. You know what? That's stupid. That's a stupid take. (laughs) It's not a stupid take. Every other rock band coming up was like, you know, I'm going to do this amp. I'm going to throw my guitar at it. Yeah. By the way, Jen. Our uh, resident I don't, want, lover, I, don't want to hear,
3: I don't want to hear from Jen.
2: She said, please make sure Common Man Radio gets home safely. Anyone who calls Nickelback Hard Rock Beatles is clearly not well in needs right, well, help. You know what? Jen knows what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't want to hear from you or Jen. Matt says, make Common Man stop. No more. Hashtag Tool rules. So you've offended Tool fans and Beatles fans with one spicy take. Oh, I'm not saying Tool it's
3: pretty, doesn't rule. It's pretty, uh, I'm saying it's pretty that Keenan knows how to edit himself. He has the common sense to
2: edit. Does it feel good to get misunderstood on your point and then hammered for it for a long time? That's I. I don't know what that feels like. I've never had that happen here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, did we, what did I tease here? I All don't right, know. Buckeye f- no, okay. Buckeye football. Teddy, was that, That's a good song, right? Ted, come on. Too bad. Good. I heard you. I saw you grooving over there. Oh, I love it. Yeah. All right, All thank right.
2: you. <laughs> now, now, Ted's reviews mean something. When you ask him, like, hey, does this movie suck? He's like, no, I thought it was all right. You're like, oh, Ted, go to hell. Suck. <laughs> you like everything. Need him for Nickelback, though. Now it's like, oh, Ted, the, the rock god. Ted is here to save us with his I hot I just said, I was playing the song. I look over and I see Ted mouthing the words. That's good. He clearly I Again, I'm not disparaging you. If you like Nickelback, you are saying. You are indeed doing that. Someone in this studio said they could have been hard rock Beatles if just a few little tweaks. First of all, you
3: know what I'm saying, and I it's not know. just a few little tweaks.
2: It'd be like removing the whole band, replacing them with better people. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree on that. I'm gonna, you're going to grow out your hair and perm it like Chad Kroger. <laughs> I'm going to make you Which, perm your hair. Let him live. By the way, I don't. Besp- that dude is worth a gajillion dollars. Right. What do you think his net worth? Because is? he writes songs like "Photograph." Let him live. What do you I'm going to say seventy-five million dollars. Made a lot of money. Nickelback very popular. I would assume he's made a good amount of that. He's like Ed the most Krugger notable member of
3: that band. Net worth.
2: You know, you're 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 right on eighty million. You're there right you on. Yeah. Let him live. Well, I got the Canadian
3: conversion wrong. He That's cut off his, his perm. That's not good. Oh, he did? You just have to embrace it. He cut off the hair? Yeah, he's got short hair now. Looks like he frosts his tips, which is totally on brand, but <laughs> Yeah, you have gotta leave that long. Yeah, you gotta leave it long. Embrace yeah. it. Embrace it. That's who you are. Like Kenny G's not cutting his hair. Right? Kenny imagine, G knows who
2: he is. Imagine if Kenny G did do that and then became like an EDM guy and was just like, I do raves now. No more smooth jazz. I'd respect
3: the I'd respect the move. All right, Buckeye football odds coming up next. Cowan Man and T
6: Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and
4: Heath Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You are going to find some slowdowns out there. Backups on I 70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split plan on some slowdowns. And more delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I 70. Traffic is backing up there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Consolidated. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits, and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. EOE restrictions apply on array with fan traffic.
6: Brought
1: the radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your
3: car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Sportsbetting.ag has set lines for 46 massive matchups for the 2021 college football season. The Buckeyes are listed several times on here, and at least according to the early Vegas odds, Even their biggest games of the season aren't going to be that difficult. Mm -hmm. They show up week two, Oregon at Ohio State. Early odds on that, Buckeyes favored by 10. All right, so one of the biggest games of the season, Buckeyes are double-digit favors. They show up again on this list in week eight, Ohio State at Indiana. Buckeyes are favored by 11. Early odds, of course, these will change Mm -hmm. as the season goes, but you can get action on this now if you want. Uh, Week 9, Penn State at Ohio State. Buckeyes favored by 10.5. Week 13, Ohio State at Meat Chicken. Buckeyes favored by 11.5. Can't make it high enough. So this is, uh, Buckeyes are on there four times. At least this sports gambling website says these are the biggest four Buckeye games of the year. And at no point are they favored by less than double digits. Right. And that is with I know I know we do know, but that is currently
2: without a starting quarterback being named. Yes. Like when the name of the starting quarterback comes out, then you will have everyone not everyone. You have a lot of bettors who will go, "Oh, and then throw money on this and the lines will go up." Like to to cover the fact that bettors are like, "Oh, now I feel comfortable betting because I know who the starter is." Even though yes, most people should know. That's not how most people bet. Most people are casual bettors. So yeah, it's, it's it's not a surprise to me. Perception is that Ohio State has a schedule that they should be able to manage because you have built a system here. Urban Meyer built that system. Ryan Day has continued it. And the pipeline is great. You have studs everywhere on the field. No one believes that any team on this schedule should come within mostly two touchdowns of the Buckeyes. That's no, pretty much and, I read and that.
3: this is what's accepted or expected of the big-time programs now. You look at other teams that are in the same boat. Alabama, Clemson, Mm -hmm. right? They are replacing first-round pick quarterbacks, and I just saw that you know Alabama has a big game week one, big game air quotes with Miami, and they're favored by eighteen in that game. Yeah, right. Who's their quarterback? Who the hell knows? Doesn't matter. They're Alabama. No, it doesn't. And that's that's
2: you're exactly right. The talent that's here is uh, it's hard to deny. By the way, if you're a if you're a better and you have not thought about this, just keep it in mind. A lot of times early in the season in college football, the first half over-unders tend to be severely skewed towards helping you if you will take the over. All right. They keep the numbers low because no one has any idea what's going on. Ohio State fans, if you have paid attention to it, you know how the Buckeyes tend to do in the first halves of games. Usually. Last year might have been a bit of an outlier. All I'm saying is the first couple of weeks, I don't think they're going to put... I'll be shocked if they put the numbers high enough in the first half. I I think you will, if you are a better and you want to go after that, I think there's a good chance that you will see some good first half lines. Not just with Ohio State, any team you're familiar with. This is not just a Buckeye thing, but any team you're familiar with, nine times out of ten, they're setting those lines too low. So that's a nice
3: little tip to keep in mind. Tip. Yep. Uh, Bone, tell us how expanded college football playoffs took another step yesterday.
2: Yeah, so the 12-team college football playoffs is trying to get off the ground. The 11 presidents and chancellors who have the ultimate authority over the format have authorized the 10 FBS commissioners to begin a summer review phase to determine the feasibility of expanded field and work on the details of how and when it might be implemented. So, So they
3: had the big meeting in Dallas yesterday, Yeah, right, where the... College football playoff committee working group, you know, they got together last week. They put together their, in my mind, a PowerPoint presentation. Then they went to Dallas, talked to the presidents and chancellors, said, here's what we think we can do. And it was a formality, but they didn't get shot down. They didn't say, we're not interested. This isn't feasible. They said, yes, looks good. We can make a lot more money. Now, go back to the drawing board and hammer out all the details so we can all approve this quickly.
2: Yeah, they've got some quotes here from the Mississippi State President and Board of Managers Chair, Mark Keenum, uh, who said, I don't think anyone in this room, he's speaking about the room of presidents and chancellors of all these conferences and schools. He said, I don't think any of us had a serious problem with the concept of a 12-team proposal. We've got to get into the details of what this is going to be. When can we make this change? And goes on to talk about how they've got a lot of things to consider there. One thing that is part of the next step is they are going to talk to the TV partners and bowl partners and figure this out. So if, you know, the ESPN people and all the different partners involved in the postseason say, yeah, we can make this happen as soon as you want. And there's lots of money on the table. Then maybe they move this up quicker. But if they all say, ah, it's going to be tough. We don't want money. (laughs) <laughs> would be the only way I read that yeah. then I guess maybe they wait until 2023 or 2024 like everyone's saying I still think 2022 could happen despite what all they're saying that it's off the table I don't think it's off the table until all the TV partners say yeah we can't do it
3: I, I find it hard to believe I, I read something today where it's like wait a minute I have to wait five years I, I think that there's no way we're Come waiting on. five years there's no way I think something can be done as soon as 2022 if the appetite is there from the TV networks and why wouldn't it be yeah, it's, it's I would be surprised, too. The other thing that annoys
2: me about this, and I know this is what college football people have to do, but they brought up that what about the teams that have to play a 17-game season? Oh, boy. It's like, what, what about them? Number one, the teams that are going to do that are going to be two of the deepest teams in college football. That never gets brought up in these playoff discussions. Is The teams that are making it that far are extraordinarily deep. That's why they're good, because they have immense talent all across the board. Right. Everyone wishes they were playing and they're not. And and also, if there are injuries and things like that, unfortunately, that usually is one of the things that prevents a team from achieving its ultimate success. So the teams that are the healthiest are usually the ones that are there at the end of the day. But I, I this notion that like 17 games, what will they do? Oh, no. Next year, a lot of those guys will go into the league and then be tasked with playing a minimum of 17 games. So... I don't think that's a big as hur- a hurdle as they're throwing it out in here. I think they're just waiting for the TV response to figure out how much money they're going to get, and then they decide when to do it.
3: Some so- drama for a Big Ten program. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
6: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
4: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You are going to find some delays on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. And more backups on 670 westbound between 71 and 4th Street. Tap those brakes. It's going to be about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Donato's Pizza, who says Donato's is only reserved for pizza night. Grab a sub for lunch on Monday, some wings for dinner on Thursday, and their new green goddess salad for any day. Now get $3 off when you spend $20 or more. Use promo code 3. the NRA with fan traffic.
1: Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and
3: Bone. Some drama surrounding Wisconsin basketball. Head coach Greg Gard. Now, I saw some fans critical of Greg Gard this year, but nothing really trickled out that the players were having a problem with him. But apparently on February 19th, The seniors on the team, there were seven seniors on this Wisconsin basketball team, uh, had a team meeting with the entire coaching staff. And it was contentious. A lot of things were said. And audio of this, I guess, someone was recording this. I can't imagine why. And it was sent to the Wisconsin State Journal just recently. There were players that were quoted as saying, we don't have a relationship, talking to Greg Gard. I personally don't think you feel like you care about our future aspirations. Another player said, I don't know if I'll ever talk to you again after this. Greg Gard has come out and said, it's disturbing that somebody would take a private family meeting and make it for public consumption. He said other things. Barry Alvarez, who's the AD, at least for now, when is he retiring? Uh, I thought... Any time
2: now. Yeah, right? End of the, I, I can't remember if it's the end of the year or I thought it was the end of like the spring. I, d- I don't know which one it is.
3: Well, he's apparently still on the job. He's still the AD. He says that Greg Gard has their full support. Um, according to another unidentified player who later told the Wisconsin State Journal, he said about the meeting, he sat there, he listened. There was not one dry eye in the entire room at the end of everything. The biggest thing that he did at the end was he apologized again and he was in tears as he said it's not your fault it's my fault. I I don't know how relationships got to this point clearly. I do feel sorry for Greg Gard that this audio was leaked and you know bone I mean you're these teams are like families. Sometimes of you don't course. get along yeah. with everybody and I'm not saying that He didn't deserve these comments being thrown at him, and he clearly took it personally. If he's sitting there crying, apologizing for it, I'm not saying he's the right one for that job, because quite frankly, I have no idea. But I also feel sorry when you take just a 37-minute snapshot of a very personal moment, and then you have to try and put that in context or explain that to people when they really have no idea what's going on in that locker room. Well, and if... and if
2: the premise it sounds like was let's get together and talk about why we are having issues. Right, why we're having feels like there's issues, a disconnect communication issues. I mean, imagine this is, you know, probably a slightly different example, but if you were having marriage counseling, you know, and maybe you and your spouse really want the marriage to work. That's why you're going to counseling in the first place. And you're laying everything out there in one of your early sessions of therapy. And then that gets posted somewhere without any of the like, what happened after? How did the follow up go? Right, that would that would be really frustrating to think that someone would put that out there, given that you're trying to work through some issues. Um, I do think that's very different than when someone leaks, you know, a coach being abusive or saying yeah. some heinous thing, and they're like, "I can't believe this guy's or this gal or whoever is saying this. I'm going to release this because it needs to be known." That's different. That's trying to protect people from someone who's being abusive. In this case, it just sounds like a, a a situation where the players and the coach were not on the same page, and the players felt very hurt by the way the coach was, you know, treating them, not not responding to their concerns. That's different than abuse, right? That just sounds like miscommunication and bad. So I, I think that sucks. That those moments that you have to work through whenever you're in a relationship, especially one like a college basketball
3: coach. Having that leaked out for the whole media to hear, that, that just sucks. And on the court, they didn't meet expectations. They did go to the tournament. They lost to Baylor in the tournament. By the way, Baylor, pretty good year. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty last good I year. Yeah. Um, you know, this audio was taken February 19th, so there was season to be had after mm. this audio. Who the hell yeah. knows if relationships improved after this meeting? I, I, have, I have no idea, but I would imagine for a lot of programs out there last year, that was a really stressful time. You got stuff shoved up your nose every day. You're dealing with protocols, right? Traveling when other people aren't traveling to go play in front of nobody. Yeah. None of this can be easy. And I can see how the stress level boils over from a player's standpoint and a coach's standpoint.
2: Yeah. I I had uh, failed to realize that Greg Gard took over midway through. Remember that? He took over like
3: halfway through the year in 2015, 2016. Well, yeah, that was like Bo Ryan... Essentially saying, I'm going to hire who I want to hire. Yeah, for this and, job. And
2: here we go. It's happening in the middle of the year. So taking away that season where they only finished with 15 wins, uh, in the five seasons they've had since, he's had three 20 win seasons, including one where they went 127 games. I mean, I, I think that on the court, given what Wisconsin is, yeah, I mean they they fancy themselves as national championship contenders in basketball. Right, I mean, they would think. Yeah, the minimum for them is making the tournament every single year. Right, and they they think every few years they should be a, a Final Four team, and then you go from there. So I can see their frustration a little bit as a, as a fan base. I can see that, um, but knowing what's in the locker room, that's that's something that I wouldn't know, and none of us would if this audio didn't get out. It, it's I it, the the baseline we don't have, Mike. You and I, and most people don't. Is does this happen a lot? With teams that are struggling. Right. Or is this a sign of like, wow, that's that's unique even for Wisconsin to have this type of meeting. I presume when people say there was a closed door meeting and no nothing was held back and they got a lot off their chest. That happens all the time in sports. I presume it sounds like what this phone or what this recording sounded like. Where there's harsh feelings expressed because you know it's not getting crying. out of that room right you can finally say like look man i don't like you i've never had any relationship with you and then someone can apologize and say i'm sorry i didn't realize i was doing that yeah that's how you move forward so i i do feel for not just greg guard for all of the guys
3: on this recording because it just I don't want to have that out there it's it sucks yeah i'm not saying greg guard's a good guy or a good coach or he handled the situation the right way i just think it's tough to take a 37 minute snapshot and then make a, a judgment in a deeply Personal conversation. I know that if you look, man, I've been here eighteen years. You know, we've had we've had conversations, hard to hard conversations. You and me and other people at this staff. You take thirty seven minutes out of context. There, none of us are going to look good. You can take. I tell you that you
2: can take weeks or months out of context and just say like, hey, this this one week, you know, seven years ago, maybe you guys were having a little rough spot in your relationship at work. That's okay. That happens. But to throw that out there for everyone to see, that's, that's rough. Then as Nickelback said,
3: <laughs> we made love in the shower one more time. <laughs> we were feeling way too well, damn good. Well, that's what
2: I mean when I say play baseball in the shower. That's what I assume Nickelback meant, too. I don't know.
3: Uh, Ryan Day gets himself another commitment. Four-star running back, 2022 class, Dallin Hayden. He is 5'11", 195. He's from Memphis, Tennessee. He is the number 24 running back in the 2022 class. He had offers from Georgia, Oregon, Tennessee, Penn State. His father played for Tennessee before playing in the NFL. So, all right, Tony Alford wanted this guy, got him. Yeah, well, that's the way we hope it goes for Ohio State, right? The fact is,
2: it it is so competitive right now in college football, trying to get the best recruits. And Ohio State usually does a really good job of that. But running back talent, can't have enough of it. I know that the game seems like you, you can get away from having a great running back, but you saw this year how valuable it was to have a couple running backs who could step up in the moment and do great things. Trey Sermon, obviously, was one of those guys, so it, it's good to have you know running back recruits still
3: coming into the pipeline, still ready to go, and can't wait to see what he can do once he gets on the field and it's also good and i don't know what he's going to wind up being but it's always good to go into a state like tennessee and pluck out their mr football in the state of tennessee who this guy was sure. yeah and all of a sudden now he's coming north i love hearing that too it's yeah. always good to see that all the news and notes you need as we go on campus coming up next colin Mann and t-bone on the fan
6: fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic
4: center Good afternoon. A couple of pockets of slow traffic to watch out for. You'll find some backups on 670 westbound between 71 and 4th Street. Watch out for delays. And more slowdowns on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. In a world full of things you never thought possible, here's one more. Now you can get high-quality auto insurance from Allstate at a new low rate. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: Listen to this show or go to hell this is man and bone
4: i want you to
3: go to wherever you get your audio search common man and t-bone you will see our cartoon faces pop up and if you haven't done so already just click subscribe all of our shows come right to your device free of charge every single day and if you enjoy the show please do leave us a nice review we appreciate it
2: yeah i think it always helps and uh I've been saying. It's the DVR for your radio, so if you missed something, you want to hear us talking about it, or we referenced something earlier in the show you missed, well, that's a way to listen to it, right there on uh, any of your podcast apps. On campus. Common Man in T-Bone's
1: On campus, the latest college sports news and notes.
6: Sponsored by Logan AC and Heat Services. Don't go through another air conditioner breakdown. For fast, friendly service, call the experts at Logan Services now for a free estimate. And next day air installation.
2: Boom! Well, man, NCAA President Mark Emmert has issued a memo detailing the intent to have temporary name, image, and license measures in place by July 1st. Uh, They are saying that If they can't get something done in all the states, especially in lieu of the 9-0 Supreme Court decision in favor of former players against the association, uh, he said, yeah, we're going to have permanent name, image, and likeness rule changes at some point, but they're unlikely before July 1st. So instead, they're developing interim solutions that will fairly allow student-athletes to take advantage of NIL opportunities regardless of the state. Nicole Auerbach is the one who got this memo and published it to The Athletic. Also, in this memo, he used the term, um, the introduction of the NIL era, name, image, and likeness era. So, obviously, he's acknowledging it. Everyone is acknowledging it. The question is, how fair will it be, and will the NCAA ever be able to figure out a way to get ahead of this stuff and actually do proactive things as opposed to reactionary things? But uh, I'm going to guess that won't happen anytime soon. Meanwhile, in the world of college basketball, ex-Creighton Blue Jays men's basketball assistant Preston Murphy got a show-cause penalty. Oh, no. The program was put on two years probation. This is due to him uh, accepting improper payments, a level one aggravated violation, which was uncovered during the FBI investigation that rocked college basketball. So, yet again, another college basketball coach getting a punishment... For something related to that gigantic cluster of information that took down Rick Pitino and implicated, you know, everybody else in college basketball pretty much, and yet now the guys that we're getting are pretty much like assistant coaches who are no longer with the team. But you know what I
3: find interesting, though, Bone, is that every single time we talked about talk about name, image, and likeness, or these college athletes getting paid, the answer always comes back from some people. Well, you can't trust these guys with money. It's just going to breed corruption. They don't know what they're doing. You've got coaches and assistant coaches. Right. Taking bribes. Yeah. Essentially. Taking bribes from big shoe companies. Paying out for recruits. The middleman for all this corruption. It's not student athletes. Right. It's the coaches most of the time. (laughs) Let's take away their money, too.
2: I don't know. Like. Corruption is such a weird word, and I know why it's used, but corruption makes sense when there's a rule against something. You're going around the established rules. That's corrupt. But money itself is not the corrupting part of this, right? Like paying a guy to play basketball or football or whatever is not the corrupting part of this. It's the fact that it was done Against the rules. The payment we're talking about, by the way, that got a two year show cause penalty for this assistant coach was $6,000. $6,000 is a nice chunk of change. Do you think there's not going to be a hundred college basketball players that are going to get more than $6,000 $6, in name, image, and likeness the first year it's enacted, let alone down the road? Like, that's the punishment these guys are getting because they skirted the rules. If you take the rules away and just say, all right, well, that was stupid, we shouldn't have those rules anymore. You will not see as much corruption. I promise you. It'll be different forms. There will still be things you have to watch for, but it won't be as bad. Uh, Going back to football, Texas freshman wide receiver Keith Ron Lee has been suspended after an arrest on an assault charge. The program announced Tuesday, according to the Brazos County Jail Records, Lee was arrested Sunday in Bryan, Texas, and charged with assault of a family member. His bond has been set at $5,000. Other details of the incident have not yet been made public. Uh, Texas wide receiver Jake Smith, meanwhile, has entered the transfer portal. According to 24-7 sports, he started six of the seven games he played in 2020, caught 23 passes for 294 yards and three touchdowns out of the slot. That uh, followed a strong debut season in Austin, but he is looking to move on. He suffered a foot injury in the first day of spring practice this year, prevented him from working with the Longhorns new staff. And of course, since there is a new staff, that's one of the reasons you might see some transfers occur. And finally, Oklahoma got some good news in football recruiting. Gavin Sawchuk, number oh, two running back Gavin Sawchuck. in the 2022 class, is committed to the Sooners. So they got their running back. We were
3: just talking about Ohio State getting the running back they wanted. So there you go. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he's pretty good. Yeah. Last year set a new single-season tight end record with 1,416 receiving yards. And by the way, did it in 15 games. So... Let him live. He's pretty damn great. Uh, The first tight end to ever record a 1,000 yards in five consecutive seasons. However, he was saying that last year was a failure to him. He says, last year was a failure to me, to be honest. That's just what I have in my heart, the type of player I am. If we're not going out there and winning Super Bowls, the season isn't a success. Well, yeah. I mean, I get why you would say that once you've won a Super Bowl
2: right? Yes. Maybe Maybe there are players who have never won the Super Bowl who would say, I still want to win that. It's a goal, but I have found other ways to measure success because I'm not in control of all of this. But when you know you're on a Super Bowl team, it's a disappointment
3: every year you don't win one. Travis Kelsey, at this point, like I just said, he's got five seasons of 1,000 yards. That's old hat to him. Yes, he set a record last year with 1,400 yards. Congratulations. He's one of the best in the game. He knows that already, though. Last year wasn't his coming out party, where he can take some solace in that. He right. knows he's on a team that's expected to win the Super Bowl every single year. As long as you have Pat Mahomes in his prime, you're going to have high expectations. Yeah. I see no
2: problem with that. I don't either. I think it's I think it's admirable. I yeah. I mean, it, it's annoying sometimes to be around people like that in regular life. Where it's like,
3: yeah, but he's he's a football player.
2: No, but I'm saying, if you had a buddy who it's like, how's life going? It's like, oh yeah, well I got my you know third doctorate and uh, I run this Fortune 500 company and I've got three houses, but you know I didn't, uh, I just didn't complete that trip to Everest yet and wasn't a success. It's like, shut up, like you're annoying. <laughs> you're too good at life, but. When you're in a competitive sport like that, that's the attitude you have to have. So it would be annoying to hang around Travis Kelsey in that way, but I respect that that's where he is. People always want to seem to hang around him, though. Seems like a fun guy. Well, that's what I'm right. I'm saying if you're a football player from another team and you're like, oh, really? It's a disappointment that you had a record-setting season. I barely get on the field. I'm sure that's annoying, but he seems like a great guy off the field.
3: You know eventually he's going to play for the Browns. Now, he may be 37 years old and washed up and not any good, <laughs> but eventually he's going to play for the Browns. I, I, yeah, of course. Love he loves the it. Browns.
2: Of course he does. Northeast Ohio, yeah. He's there.
3: He works out with all those guys all the time. I want Every to single come time to the Browns, I see I'm not it, like Baker posing with Travis Kelsey. I'm not opposed to it. Bring it on. Let's go. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic
6: from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
4: Good afternoon. Plenty of slowdowns out there right now. You are going to find some backups on 670 Westbound between 71 and 4th Street. More delays on I-70 Westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. And you are going to find some backups on 71 Northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Tap those brakes in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. With double the seasoned beef and a large drink, Taco Bell's earth-shaking nachos deserve a name with some oomph. Something grand, like grande. It's Taco Bell's grande nachos at a participating U.S. Taco Bell location near you for a limited time. the on Array with Fan traffic. Fan- dare dare
1: to be dumb
5: the team that is better on paper will win at least 50 percent of the time this is
1: man and bone
3: hello common man and t-bone brought to you by and motorsports here on the fan so i was watching like animal planet last night Mm-hmm. all right and i had an epiphany Because I was reading a story yesterday about how scientists have identified 1,715 star systems in our cosmic neighborhood where alien observers could have discovered Earth in the past 5,000 years by watching it transit across the face of the sun. So they're saying if there are intelligent beings out there and they're close by, they would have been able to watch Earth from a distance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, there are a lot of people out there that believe in aliens. Beanie Wells mm-hmm. said that he was had a discussion with aliens. Mm-hmm. I'm not minimizing that. I'm just saying it's never happened to me. But there are a lot of people that have abduction stories. And perhaps they're true. But I was watching Animal Planet last night. And, you know, these are zoologists. Their entire job is conservation. They live for animals. The success of certain animal species course what do they do in order to help these animals they've got to find these animals they've got to tranquilize them they got to put them down sometimes the animal's struggling because the animal's scared yeah doesn't know what the hell's going on right you got to put a tracker in the animal to figure out what the animals where is it going what is it eating because the more information we know about those animals that's the best resource we have to make sure that they multiply and move on and yeah, Don't you become to, endangered on this planet. You the species to stay healthy. Correct. But, you know, all these people care deeply about the animal, but they're holding the animal down, and the animal's struggling, doesn't know what's going on. In your mind, you're saying, oh, they're trying to help you. Stop struggling. But the animal doesn't know. Of course. Maybe that's what's happening with all these alien abductions. They're oh. taking us Because all those evil aliens, they did experiments on me. It's like, well, maybe they did. Maybe it's like the zoologists. Maybe they're here to make sure that we don't die. Because the the, the aliens are like, these people are so stupid. If left to their own devices, they're going to kill each other off. Mm -hmm. We got to drop in every now and then and run some experiments and maybe throw a little something in their DNA so they stick around. Oh, sure, yeah. But we're too stupid to understand that because we're the gazelle in the animal park. (laughs) I, I
2: like this theory a lot. It just, like, it... It is something that I would like them to intervene more is what I'm saying because at some point get better at, at like figuring out how to help us because if you're just like taking us up there and then the person you send back is like, no, I swear they were doing this and that. And it's like the guy in the trailer park, no one listens to him. No one believes him. Get better at experiments. Cause I would love to be taken up there and they're like, here's the thing we put in you. So you stop like having unhealthy habits and you lose weight. It's like, welcome it please advance me society of aliens that I may be you. a
3: little bit too invasive for them what are you talking about well they're like well we're gonna we're gonna do our best for the future of the species but we're not gonna help this individual fat ass oh, that's, you don't think, that's you not don't, part you don't, of our purview you don't think obesity is a problem for the future of the species i, I think it is but you're looking at a problem for you oh and no why don't they fix that maybe they are working on it for the future of the species just saying you're just too late to get if you can help me
2: They can help anyone. Like, that's where I need, I'm I'm glad to be the one where they're like, here's the weight loss formula. We've got it constructed. It's fine. Salad tastes like chocolate chip cookies now. Enjoy. Like, that's, (laughs) I'm in. Like, give me that. I'm totally in for alien experiment if you've got that. Their future
3: society may not even include food. They may just take pills for substance.
2: Well, but okay, your your assumption here is that they care about our success as a species. And our society definitely has food. We, we revolve around food. We plan our lives around it. So they need to figure us out is what I'm saying. I am just, I am rooting for the aliens to come in and help us. That's what I'm telling you. If they exist, I welcome our alien overlords.
3: Please come on in. Happy to have you. You know, aliens can probably bend time. I hope so. I think that uh, I would sign up to be in an alien zoo. Like well, for, one, mean, for one year, if they oh, said we, we'd like for one year. And then you come back and it's the same time. They can fold you back into they time. They fold you so I don't right. miss a year of my yeah, child's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that. But it's like, would you like to come to our planet and you will be in a zoo? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you, sure. And they, zookeepers will take good care of you. You know, you'll just be out on display for the public. They'll see you pleasure yourself or whatever you did. Because you know what? You're just an animal. You know, they're that watching would, you. You're that, eating your food. That would be quite the adjustment
2: period back into real life. It's like, what are you doing on that public bench? It's like, what? It's been a year of me just being out, doing whatever. They told me watching, just to do what I want. Do what I wanted. Then they threw Big Macs at my face. Sorry, I got to go eat this salad because I'm really hungry for cookies. Do you have any milk to go with my salad? Yeah, it's just, it would be a weird experience is what I'm telling you. But I'm, buddy, I'm rooting for it. I didn't know this last thing on the, the different, like, galaxies and stuff. The Hubble telescope. Do you know, you know how the... They now have estimates of, like, there's billions of galaxies and all yeah. that stuff. Do you know how yeah. they got there? They have a telescope. The Hubble telescope, when it went up, had a... I forget what the name of the, the apparatus was, but it looked into, like, a pinhole of space that was what they believed to be billions of light years away. But it's a it's a region of space we can't see with our, you know, normal telescopes or anything like that. They developed this super powerful telescope. They looked at what they would describe as a pinhole in a sheet of the universe, and they came back with like thousands of viable galaxies that they were seeing all across the universe, and they were like, "Well, if this is what we see in a pinhole, billions of light years away, then extrapolate that out, and we think there's got to be eighty bajillion galaxies, or whatever." Like they just—that's where these insane numbers come from. Was like they looked through just the tiniest little speck, and
3: they're like, "Oh my gosh, there are there's planets and stars and, and everything every everywhere. single time." We come out with one of these findings. The aliens are looking at us and they're saying, isn't it cute that they think they know things? <laughs> they're like, all right, move all the galaxies back to where
2: they normally go so we can keep freaking them out. <laughs> Just Let's shove all that over there again because they're stupid. They think it's billions of light years away. They don't know what's going on. Rundown, hit it. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The
3: Rundown. They've been checking for goo in Major League Baseball for two whole days. Joe Girardi and Max Scherzer got into it last night where Max Scherzer was apparently taking his cap off and rubbing his hair more often than Joe Girardi would like. So Joe Girardi kept asking the umpires to go out there and check Max Scherzer. Scherzer got pissed off. Joe Girardi then threatened to fight Max Scherzer. <laughs> so I, like, I like all of this, by the way. Just from a, sh- a sideshow perspective, I like all of this. You had Sergio Romo last night throw a temper tantrum that he was being inspected. He took his pants down.
2: Mm, yeah.
3: Breaking news. Baseball players, not good with change, number one. Number two, big babies.
2: Yeah, this is, this is not a surprise. And I do think it's interesting that we're enforcing actual rules. Imagine when they do more rule changes, which they have talked about doing, but just enforcing the actual rules has called caused millionaire guys to throw hissy fits. I, I don't understand it. I do think it's the gamesmanship aspect is fun for entertainment purposes, but ultimately here's what matters. You can look at spin rates. You can look at all these other numbers, velocity. The reality is do batting averages improve? Do you see more guys on base in a given game? Do you see offenses able to do things Are opposite field hits happening more often? Like I want to see baseball return to looking somewhat like baseball. So as much as I appreciate them cracking down on the goo, because I don't think you should be doing that if that doesn't ultimately fix the game of baseball, or if that's not enough of a fix, then we got to keep on doing it. This is
3: not going to be enough of a fix. I know they're going to have to implement other rules,
2: but what I don't want to see is the umpires go hot and heavy for two weeks. And then after that, it's like, all right, we did, we made our stand. We got it. And then we go back to normal and everybody just starts using goo again. That's not going to work. You're going to have to find a way to not only get this to be adopted over a long period of time. You're then going to have to have hitters say, all right, now we see that, Pitchers are going to throw us a little more evenly, and they're not going to have ridiculous stuff. I'm going to try to go just put the head of the bat on the baseball and see what happens, as opposed to swinging for the fences and exit velocity. That's also got to change.
3: I know, but the the way you hear some of these pitchers talk about it, and they, they talk about it in a way where they think that you're going to give them sympathy. And I guess some people are. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Baseball players and college football coaches always want to go out of their way to tell you how difficult their job is. I don't really care, but the way you hear some of these pitchers talk, it's like, can you believe I have to go out there and underhand it? (laughs) What what do we do? You're still throwing a hundred. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't wobble like a knuckleball going a hundred. It's not supposed to dude.
2: Yeah. This is, this is what's really frustrating is they're yelling about the fact that the unfair advantage they had was taken away, and now the co- the results of the unfair advantage being given are gone. That was That is not a bug. That is a feature. That is why they did
3: this. I like Chris Bryant's quotes because everybody's like, oh, they're going to lose control. They're just going to start hitting guys. Chris Bryant said, all right, hit me. I'll just take my base. Yeah, right. I mean, then they'll learn not to do that when enough people keep getting on base.
2: It's... <laughs> It's almost like they're trying to get pitchers to throw the ball over the plate and not try to paint the corners and not try to be crazy with their velocity. It's almost like they're trying to get the ball back over the center of the plate so more guys can hit it yeah. and more guys can actually get on
3: base. Here's why baseball did this. It's like, well, they've been doing this for 40 years. It's like, well, they haven't been using spider tack for 40 years. Major League Baseball was cool with it when it was simply a rosin sunscreen mixture with maybe some pine tar thrown in once in a while. When they start manufacturing other stuff from NASA to mm-hmm. throw a baseball, yeah. they said knock it out, knock it off. The players didn't do it, and that's why you get the change mid-season that everybody's so pissed off about.
2: Yeah, I know that if you go and talk to the pitchers, they'll talk about how the baseballs get rubbed up before the game. And then, if You want
3: to go- know why they get rubbed up, by the way? To help the pitcher. Pitchers don't want to go out there with a pure white baseball straight out of the box. You want to know why? Because it's easier for the hitter to see. Yeah. Maybe you want to do that? We won't rub these up with mud. Then you can go out there and throw yeah. with a pure white baseball. See how that works for you. Well,
2: And they claim that that is making the ball too slick to handle. It's like, all right, well... At some point, the game cannot just all be designed for pitchers to be successful. At some point, you do have to give something back, I think.
3: Yeah. Pistons win the NBA Draft Lottery. Houston's number two. Cavs are number three. Jimmy Crack Corn. Yeah. Baker Mayfield's agent says he thinks a new deal will be done sometime this summer. Baker's previously said he doesn't think about it. and I actually do believe him. Maybe he's a hell of a liar, but... You know, you got a bunch of quarterbacks that are up for new contracts. Josh Allen's going to get a a new contract. Lamar Jackson's going to get a new contract. And I wonder if you're Baker and his representatives, you want to see those dominoes fall first so you can react and the market's been set, maybe get some more money, or perhaps you're the one that sets the market that everybody reacts to you. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure which way he wants it because I think Baker does. Genuinely believe in himself to be able to go out there and get the best contract. If they don't pay him this year, he'll make them pay next year because he'll have another great season. Is I'm sure his mindset, but also this is a guy who had a you know walk on shirt um, that you know kind of made everybody know. Look, I didn't get recruited the way I thought I should have been. So I don't. I, I assume it's more of this. Usually Baker's pretty open with his feelings. We haven't heard a ton from him about this, other than yeah, whatever. We'll get a deal done. I'm not worried. So I believe that's pretty genuine, but. Just something to keep an eye on until it actually happens.
1: Common Man and T-Bone's The Rundown. The Rundown.
3: I will provide you with a very important public service announcement coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
6: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic
4: Center. Good evening. Rush hour is still hot out there. You are going to find some slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Watch out for backups and more slowdowns expected on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Five-minute backups over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Panera. At Panera, dinner is hot and ready to serve. Grab the creamy mac and cheese in a bread bowl, the classic bacon turkey Bravo sandwich, or try the new Chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza. Order for dinner tonight with delivery or pickup. Availability and pricing may vary. Only in array with Fan traffic.
1: Get in touch with your stupid...
0: If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them.
1: This is Common Man and T-Bone.
3: Bone, Bone, what do you know about curb appeal? Uh, I've heard it's important. It is very important. And what better way to improve your curb appeal... And with new windows from Universal Windows Direct, they're going to save you money on your energy bills. They're going to make cleaning a breeze. Your house will look fantastic. And best yet, you can put off paying for the windows for two whole years. Call now to schedule your personal estimate and take advantage of their buy one window, get one window free deal. Plus zero payments and zero interest for two whole years. Call them now. 614-503-0455. Or click. Click. Universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them Buffy the Vampire Slayer sent you. How, how's she doing I she's doing fine I bring her up because I saw a story today about poison hemlock mm. and like on Buffy the Vampire Slayer they were always using like hemlock and potions and spells yeah, and right of course and poison uh, poison hemlock is apparently growing out of control and wild in central Ohio okay it's very poisonous. Oh, I get that. You should not be eating hemlock. Is it poisonous to the touch? No, it's if you eat it, it's poisonous. Uh, Here's a quote from some dude who works at Ohio State University. It's everywhere. You can't drive US-30 and not see it. It keeps spreading by wildlife and by water and floodplains. They're saying that it's one of the deadliest plants in North America. It's a very pretty plant, and it resembles Queen Anne's lace. Mm. And I guess Queen Anne's Lace, which is part of the carrot family, as is Hemlock, but some people go and they they scavenge for Queen Anne's Lace and okay. they eat it. You and I were talking about this before the show. There's two types of people in this world. Mm-hmm. Type of people that just go out by the side of the road and pick a salad out of things that are there. <laughs> And then all other normal people. And <laughs> well, so I, I guess this is such a problem where they're saying, hey, you know, you may think you can eat this, but if you do, you're probably going to die. So you're warned. Everything is, is a spectrum,
2: right? Like, you know, there's, there's people who are baseball fans and then there's people who are like uh, Jason Stark, right? Who are just insane about baseball. There are people who do like truffle hunting. Right that would be on the one end of the spectrum like truffle hunting is a big deal it makes you i think a decent amount of money right if you can find a truffle i assume they're sold for a lot of money that's that's on the one end of this but the other end of that is you're right people who are eating the wrong plant and getting sick and dying i am not someone who has ever felt comfortable being able to look at a plant in the wild and say that is for sure edible like when you you've come across like You know, wild berries. You ever done that? We're out in the wild and you see some berries off of a plant. You go, okay. well, those look like blackberries. I I have
3: never eaten anything from the wild. Right.
2: But I'm I'm saying it could look delicious like a blackberry. I'm not touching. I have seen blackberries. I'm pretty sure in the wild. I have seen them and thought those look like blackberries. But I don't know if I can actually trust my judgment on that. Pick one off and eat it. I admire people who do know how to do that. I assume those people know what the difference is between Queen Anne's lace and poison hemlock. But yeah, for, because I know I would get that mixed up because I mix up everything constantly. I am always like, am I today or tomorrow where I have to leave early for work? I can't remember. So I would be very bad about like, oh, Queen Anne's lace is the one that looks like this. It's safe. And then
3: I'd eat it and die. So yeah, there's, I, I don't, I don't mess with that. All right, here's my public service announcement from me to you. Unless you're on, like, Life Below Zero or Alaska the Wild Frontier, do not eat crap that you see on the side of the road. Thank mm. you. Yeah. That's my... It, mushrooms, berries... The mushrooms thing plants, is wild. I am. I am i don't Stop. understand the mushrooms thing no none of that and by the way they are saying that poison hemlock can be very painful if you just brush up against it too oh so don't even it can, all right so don't touch cause anything. blisters Jeez. yeah they said if you're out weed eating which to me sounds funny because just <laughs> your face is in the ground i know what they mean <laughs> weed whacking weed whacking is what they're out mean. there whacking your weeds you should wear splash proof goggles maybe a face shield Because you don't want that juice getting on your lips or in your eyes. Oh, I see. I wouldn't even have thought of that. Yeah. They said if the plant has already started to flower, then cutting the heads off and placing them inside a plastic bag to be thrown away will help reduce the spread of seeds.
2: Yeah, I can totally see. I just Googled poison hemlock and I can totally see how, I mean, it's just a green plant with little pretty white flowers on the end of it. It looks pretty. Definitely looks like something that not nothing that I would ever want to eat or boil or anything. But you could see it being something you go, oh, that's not. It's not bad if I rub oh, up against this that. Is
3: terrifying. What now? One expert said I wouldn't burn it because people are like, well, you, you burn it. Oh. No, he says I wouldn't burn it. Like with poison ivy, if you burn it, the oils will get in the air. Oh. and you can get poison ivy oh. in your lungs.
6: Oh, no! He
3: says, I don't know yet if poison hemlock is the same, but I wouldn't want to risk it. All right, well, number one. Why are we talking why, to you, why, by why the way? are interviewing this guy? Yeah, why are you the expert on this? You're like, like oh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it would be a bad idea, but who knows?
2: I like that they called up just some rando, you know, botanist, and he was like, I don't really study it. Meanwhile, Harry Hemlock is calling them, and they're like, sorry, we don't have time for you. We got to talk to the botanist over at the school. No, no. Talk to the guy who's the expert on Hemlock. You're doing a story on Hemlock. Let's go.
3: Stop eating crap that you didn't get from a store or a farm. Stop eating crap from the side of the road. How do you feel about stuff you grow? Well, if you're growing it, that's fine. I assume you know what you're growing. You'd assume wrong. No one's going to the stupid. Home Depot getting some hemlock seeds and
2: putting them in the garden. Wouldn't that suck if they were like, did you want something from the poison section? Because we grow our own
3: poisons now. This is <laughs> farm-to-table poison, you know. Oh, this is kill yourself, Home Depot. You want regular <laughs> Home Depot. <laughs> this is the, We I, only sell things that, that will kill
2: you. This is the I hate my spouse Home Depot, where you just cook up all the poison right. that you're The,
3: going the to woman with the... Plastic surgery in the eyebrows from deadly women as they're working behind the counter. You ever see that show? I've never seen on that ID? show, but it sounds Where like... she just took a sandblaster at her face and painted on some eyebrows? It sounds like you've seen it. Oh, I've, I've seen did. it many times. And anybody who's seen deadly women, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Candace DeLong, I think is her name. Different than Designing Women. Different show. Different, different show different entirely. Different show entirely. Although I think Delta Burke is eating some hemlock right now. I don't... Here's the
2: thing. I remember Designing Women was a show. I also never watched it when I was younger, and then I don't know what it was about now. Why would you watch it?
3: What was it about? Were you a 45 year old woman?
2: Yes. <laughs> Shocking. It was on a news. bunch of women who, uh,
3: well, that's all right. Designers. I, I know a lot I about, I've never watched about
2: Golden Girls, and I got news for you. I wasn't in that demo either. That was a good show. It was a great show. Golden Girls had humor that crossed over. Of course it did. Which one was the, uh, the lady who liked to get it. Was that
3: Blanche? Yeah, that was Blanche. Blanche, my gal. Good for you. Live your life. I support you. And just to sort of show you how people have evolved, not all people, but most people, Blanche, Rue McClanahan, yeah. when that show started, same age as Jennifer Aniston now. Unreal.
2: Right? I, that is unreal. I mean, styles and hairstyles have changed a bit. Yeah, okay.
3: But- that's also <laughs> human evolution. <laughs> That's why I always tell you, you make fun of me. I said, there were there's a, Margot Robbie's were not well, invented I, they didn't in the say, 1700s.
2: They didn't say with Golden Girls, find the most attractive woman in the world and put her on Golden Girls. They just found, you know, Rue McLannan who was very nice looking, by the way. She's a very beautiful woman. She's an actress. But yeah, there was probably someone hotter on earth at that time than her in her age range.
3: Jennifer Aniston didn't get the call for Golden Girls part two. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Houston area furniture mogul Mattress Mac has made one of the biggest sports bets in American history. We'll talk about that coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
6: Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center.
4: Good evening, an accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash blocking the left lane of 270 westbound at 71. It is causing some slowdowns in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. Please be cautious over here in the meantime and plan on some backups as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio State Wexner Medical Center. The experts at the Ohio State Wexner Medical Center Heart and Vascular Center are leading the way in heart valve replacement by pioneering new and minimally invasive treatments. Trust your heart to Ohio State, Columbus's only heart hospital ranked best by U.S. News and World Report. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints.
4: Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no.
1: This is man and bone.
3: Mattress Mac is a Houston area furniture mogul. Started out selling mattresses, hence the name Mattress Mac, then moved into furniture. He's got stores all over Houston worth millions of dollars. The guy likes to gamble, and the dude is a marketing genius. He really is. He puts lots of money down. He'll have promotions like, hey, I just bet $3 million on the Astros to win the World Series. If I win, then all the furniture that you buy here at any Mattress Mac location is going to be free. Mm -hmm. We're we're going to pay for your furniture if you come in between this date and this date and spend a certain amount. And then what happens? People flock to the store. They buy a bunch of furniture. Maybe they need it. Maybe they don't. But the allure of free furniture in the future is enticing to them. So they go. They spend a lot of money. He wins the bet. Well, that's the price of advertising, right? He's got to pay off a lot of people's furniture bills, but he also won millions of dollars. That's good advertising. People come into the shop. If he doesn't win, well, he's out the initial bet. But then, how many extra people went into the shop to buy furniture? Probably covered a lot of that. Money. Covers his losses and then some. <laughs> trust me, this guy's been losing a lot. He places big money bets. He loses, and he still has more money to place these big money bets. So he's winning at life. Mattress Matt. Yeah, that's smart, man. That is, that is uh,
2: truly. I don't. I don't know anything else about the guy other than we occasionally get these stories. Once every, it seems like four to six months, he pops up with another one. But you and I don't live anywhere near Houston. We and would we know never, who he is. We'll never shop at this place. But we know who he is. And I imagine in Houston he is like
3: well-known and a lot of people go in for those promotions and probably makes a lot of money. You know what else is amazing to me? State of Texas, where like they encourage you to bring guns to preschool. Yeah. Sports gambling illegal in the state of Texas, which makes no sense to me. So Mattress Mac wanted to place a huge bet yesterday. So he flew to Indiana, good for Indiana, Mm -hmm. flew to Indiana on his private plane, placed a $2 million wager on the Astros to win the World Series at 10-1 to odds. Good for him. The bet was placed on the William Hill app App? in Indiana, and if they win the World Series, he wins $22 million. They are saying that payout would be the largest in United Sports betting history, according to the Las Vegas Review-Journal. That is incredible to me that you can place that
2: large of a bet on an app. I mean, obviously he, they verify all this ahead of time. They verify his just, funds. You don't show up and say, "Hey, I got two million dollars. Want to place this bet?" Like they've already checked him out some other way. But yeah, man, good for him. I, I, I don't really, I don't hope it pays out honestly because uh, I don't want to see the Astros win the World Series. Screw that. Well, fair enough. But I'm sure he has some sort of promotion tied into the store too. Yeah, probably. There's probably some kind of insurance policy on these things, too. A lot of times when you see those where it's like, if this happens, yeah. everyone gets free, blah, blah, blah. There's a there's an insurance policy that's bought to say, well, we don't think that's going to happen, but you pay us this smaller amount of money, and we'll cover it if it does. So, yeah, he'll be
3: good either way, I'm quite sure, on all this. Guy, meanwhile, he's,
2: he's making a lot of money
3: off. Marketing genius. Back in February, he won a cool $3.46 million on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Just had him plus three and a half. Okay, just that was just the bet he yeah, made. Just the bet he made. Wow. Uh, in addition, Mattress Mac placed a 1 million dollar bet that would have paid out 9 million on the University of Houston to win the NCAA tournament. They lost in the final four though. Hey, so he That's that's good
2: marketing. I'm sure everybody there was very like, "Oh yeah, there you go, Matt." He's so always he's a Houston yes, guy. Yes, he's always betting on local teams. Mm-hmm. That's No, it's 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 a great idea by him. I I don't know what I would do if I ever hit the Powerball. I don't think I would be the guy rolling into Vegas, though, with millions upon millions of dollars. But just one time, it would be fun if you had his level of money, we're talking now, where he's got millions and millions. Yeah, To walk in and have everyone in Vegas for a minute go, whoa, that is the biggest bet we've seen today, maybe this week, maybe this month. And then you get to live that life while the game is going on where you're just treated like a high roller. I know he didn't place that bet this way. He just placed it on an app in Indiana, which to me seems like a waste. I would, as good as that is for the state of Indiana and all these other states that have legalized gambling, I'd rather just, you know, be treated like royalty
3: for a few hours and see how that goes. Just once, I'd like to see what that's like. Now, he's got a uh, he's got a private business, so, you know, we don't know how much he's worth, but I'm just online and... The estimates have him north of a hundred million, so easy. Yeah, and again, of he, north of a hundred million, starting out selling mattresses at one location in Houston, Texas. That is nuts. And he's got a hundred million dollars. I don't know how many
2: mattresses a region buys in a given year, but it—I I am clearly south on the number that it actually is. Because I, I would never have guessed you could become. Well,
3: now he sells all sorts of furniture, sure. not just yeah, mattresses. Yeah, yeah.
2: And he's I think got, it's like, he I think has it's had
3: like, multiple stores, right? Oh yeah, I think he's got multiple stores. I think it's called Gallery Furniture.
2: Oh, he down owns, in that area. Oh, he owns Gallery Furniture. Have okay. you heard of it? I think they I have, have
3: locations up here. That they?
2: sounds like a thing I've heard of.
3: Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think it's lower end furniture too. All right, I don't know. I mean, who the hell cares? You sell enough of it. What's the difference? Yeah. Good for that guy. Make it all the money. Do they have a couple here
2: no they don't i don't know what i'm thinking of well it's a common name gallery furniture you've never been there stop it's, looking I at me like, like I, you, I no you like have like not been. been there i feel like i definitely went you sure
3: the aliens didn't take me i don't think so i think that's where we went we're at the dedicated furniture stores now they've all sort of gone away kittles is dead right and they See, go out of business i don't keep
2: up with furniture stores now <laughs> I can tell ya. you. You got to read more furniture
3: store digest like I do.
2: <laughs> Apparently. I don't know what's going on in that space. I here's, I know Ikea's over there. They're big. Yeah, They're like doing IKEA's things over there. They're big. They're dedicated. That's all dedicated. That's more of a meatball business, though, <laughs> isn't it? More than anything. <laughs> You just go yeah. there, ah get this press coffee table. That's how the, N- and that's some how the NCAA would spin it. They're like, no, 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 we're we're in the meatball business. <laughs> we're <laughs> IKEA. Can't regulate the furniture. <laughs> that is right. We're like, we're all meatballs all the time. That's what we do. We're all we're about here the meatballs. To, to
3: capture the integrity of the meatballs.
2: <laughs> and if you happen to buy a new buy, kitchen, yeah, nine thousand dollars worth of furniture for your house. Well, hey, it's not on us. Have you had the meatballs at IKEA? I never have, but I've only been a few times. No, and every time I, I go, every
3: day, yeah good Do you like the meatballs no i've never had them i don't know oh wow well. all right i've never had good them. conversation teddy have you had the meatballs at ikea i'd ask Leanna, but i'm sure there's an I- not an ikea on her block <laughs> so she probably hasn't no, been
2: she lives in ikea actually that's where she is
0: are they swedish meatballs yeah yeah right. no i've never been t- i've never been
2: <laughs> <to an laughs> no, I, I, I like how you're actually. amusing
5: yourself i know
2: oh <laughs> uh, <it's> swedish <laughs> Why do you find that so funny? Ted is like laughing his ass off over a random observation. They put the brown gravy on there and Swedish meatballs. Like, yes. man, you go to go to Kmart, they got them uh, blue light specials. <laughs> it turns into Tim May
3: all of a sudden. Uh, speaking of Tim, we have to have a little conversation about our buddy Tim Hall. Oh, we do. Did you see the photo that he put on? He's at the beach. All he's, right. out, he's at the shore. That's great. We've all been there. It's fun. And uh, he, he took a picture of himself with his shirt off, which he should not do. His happy trail creeps me out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's so white. He's he's
2: a pale man. So white. I don't understand the fascination. And maybe if I was like, because he's, he's a reasonably in shape person. Yes, right? but he's ugly. <laughs> Dude, around here he's a Greek god compared to anybody else, right? Like we're all, other than the football players, like we're all
3: god man boobs and things hanging off and hanging over. Uh, don't, and, don't compare regular people to people who work at a radio station, right? I'm just saying he's Tim the ugliest guys, person on that
2: beach today. I fine, guarantee you. Fine, but I'm also saying here he is doing well for himself, so he probably has a inflated sense of what like his attractive level is. Well, we got to knock him down a couple <laughs> pegs hopefully Twitter sphere will yeah please do your job go and find him on twitter go look at the photo he don't even look at the photo just feel free to comment on it
3: happy trail staring at you his wife's got a look on her face
2: well she's probably said she probably was like please put a shirt on and he's like no i gotta do this for the for the gram slash the twitter Mm -hmm.
3: yeah Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan
6: traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center.
4: Good evening. An earlier accident has cleared from 270 westbound at I-71. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. You are going to find some residual backups coming from Westerville Road. This traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. Get personalized loan options, closing costs, and tax estimates all in real time. When you need your mortgage to fit your family and budget, Rocket can. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket Cam. Rocket Mortgage. Only NRA with fan traffic.
3: Guy Show coming up at the top of the hour. Timmy is off being disgusting, and so Matt Andrews is filling in. Did you see, Maddie, the uh, the photo that Tim Hall placed on Twitter
5: today? I did. Of himself at the beach with his happy trail and his pale skin? With the first reply being from you, stop it. The second being from our friend Cody, who started talking about how he looked like the Orioles during a losing streak in the 80s. I'm glad Cody's alive,
3: by the way. That's always
5: good yeah
3: well, would you take a picture shirtless on twitter no i think you need to we, no. need,
2: to, we need to scour and see if there's ever been well you got those big those no. big belt buckles too from showing the ponies at the fair <laughs> the fair ponies <laughs> you're you are you have to understand matt with the rest the of county us, fair season boys you are the most farm adjacent person that we know and I live in a farm community, and I don't know. But you didn't farmers. grow up on a farm. Like no, I live Matt next. I, no, I live next to one now. I live next to God knows how many acres, but I don't farm. Are either. you
5: showing the the ponies at the fair? No, not this year. Oh, no. and in fact, I think it's only the junior show stuff going on, especially at the state fair, because there's no state fair this year. Did they get rid of the oh, state they fair don't this, doing year? That this year? There just is no like you can't come in the gates and go ride rides and do vendors. I think the uh, the juniors are are showing their projects. I think that is still happening, but state fair to my knowledge is not going to happen. That's interesting. I mean, literally I was on the state fairgrounds this past weekend
2: yeah. for the crew game and people were like passing around bottles and drinking well, shots. Yeah, you can like, sit
5: you can sit full capacity
2: in at the a stadium that's right event. there. Yeah. Right,
5: the, but you there's no fair? I think the problem is going to be with if they bring these rides in and bring oh. in a- people maybe not coming through the gates and staffing it and funding it. And- okay. Like, Legally, here's what you need to do. Actually,
3: good. the fair is very important this time of year because you should hide the vaccine in the deep-fried butter.
5: i me tell you why. Eat some Oreos.
2: If that was the rule, was you can't go into the uh, butter cow pavilion without getting the shot, you would see vaccine rates go up a million percent because every no one's not going, no one's going to the fair and like you want to see the butter cow. It's like now nah, we'll pass.
5: Well, no why did you go? You, here's yeah. we're going to stick your arm, you get your vaccine, and yeah. we're at seventy percent. Right? That's right. No milkshake, no
2: butter cow, no butter, whatever else they do. Literally, that was the pickup line. One of the few pickup lines that I've ever used in life that actually worked on my wife. We
3: were... That's right, because you took her to the fair.
2: We were working at a radio station, different one, and we were working at the fair, and she was getting off of her shift, and I knew this, and I got there early so that I could talk to her. This is before... Di- we weren't dating or anything. We just barely knew each other, and I said, I'm going to go get a uh, milkshake at the butter cow." She goes, what's the butter cow? And I said, oh, you've never seen the butter cow. Let, me, let me show it. it to you. You got to go.
3: <laughs> that like was I better had- than your second option, which is, you know, one day I'm going to have my own medical scooter. <laughs> I gotta marry this
0: guy.
5: <laughs> they call me the rascal. Don't ask why. What's oh, coming up geez. on the Buckeye Show tonight, man? More NIT, uh, nil guys. More uh, more talk about that. Kevin Warren spoke today. Believe it or not, I'm not sure if he said anything of substance. We'll have what up, Holmes? With Dave Holmes at six thirty three from Channel Ten, and the. College Football Pulse at 7. Shorten show, hour 15 minutes, crew, pregame at quarter after 7 tonight. Buckeye show, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page. The Back Page. The
3: Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone.
6: Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING.
2: Bone. Well, man, this is blowing my mind. I had no idea that apparently when you go up to space as an astronaut with NASA... The question might be, well, how do astronauts do their laundry in space? You know, they're working all day. It's a physical job. You're moving all over the place. Of course, you're weightless, but still, there's some level of exertion, and it gets hot and sweaty probably doing some of this stuff. How do they do their laundry? The answer is they don't. They just wear whatever they've got on until they can't take their own stench anymore, and then they toss them out into space,
3: and that's that. I was going to say that. You should work in the radio business because there's quite a few people that have worked in this
5: building. (laughs) i following you two in this room in about
3: five minutes.
2: Yeah. So uh, Procter & Gamble has teamed up with them to send some uh, Tide laundry detergent up to space. I'm sure this is all a sponsored thing, but whatever. To do some science experiments on how to clean soiled clothes in anti-gravity. I'm sure Elon Musk will be taking notes because that's what he's eventually going to need to do because... Look, we're all trying to get to Mars, and we don't know how to do laundry in, like, low orbit. Let's calm down. Let's stop shooting Teslas out into just random, you know, orbit. Let's try to actually get the laundry situation cleaned up before we start really shipping massive amounts of people to space because that is a much bigger concern. And if you've lost a million-dollar yacht on Lake Champlain in Vermont, good news. I've lost it. Authorities uh, have... Recovered it. St. Albans police said the 48-foot yacht Bolens was stolen from the Ruses Point, New York area. Authorities, including a Customs and Border Protection helicopter, traced the boat to Burton Island State Park off of St. Albans. Apparently, this is fairly close to the Canadian border as well, so they said this could have become an international incident, which, of course, it wouldn't because it's all in a lake. But still, uh, don't steal yachts on lakes because there's nowhere to run. What are you going to do with that? I don't <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Like, While well, we've are we got it, we're not going anywhere with it. It's not like an ocean where you can escape and maybe get away with it.
3: Speaking of Vermont, I actually had a weird situation with Vermont this week. Oh? So I love Vermont, right? Uh-huh. Most people want to retire to Florida. I want to go to Vermont. And so I was on Realtor.com. I saw a piece of land in Vermont. I said, yeah, this is pretty good. Maybe I got to build a little house on this piece of land. And by... I'll build a house. I'll pay someone to build a house. It's not like I'm going to be. Out I there. can't wait to picture that. But you know, they have a little request form. Like, if you'd like more information on this property, mm-hmm. you fill out this form, and then the realtor will get back to you, the local yeah. Vermont realtor. And so I just filled out the request form, put my name, phone number, and I said I'd like to get more information about this property. And then the reply that I get back from the realtor simply says, "Thank you for your inquiry." You don't want this property. Wow. That was it. Wow. And hmm. so now I'm thinking, what the hell was that? First of all, because this is for sale, listed for sale. If it's sold, why wouldn't you just say, just sold it yesterday? Yeah. But now I'm thinking, this could be the most genius realtor of all time because now I must have it. Now you're like, I got, no, you don't understand. I'm going to call up this guy and say, <laughs> well, you know what you're offering for it? I'll pay you more. <laughs> I got to win. You want to? What wave? do you mean? I don't want this property.
2: Are there like natives buried on this property? and It's haunted. You don't know. Maybe there's. Uh, maybe there is a ghost problem on the property. Maybe it's just a giant sinkhole waiting to happen. Well, but I, I, tell me that then. I like the idea that they just—they're like, no, it's a sinkhole. There's like two inches of actual rock, and then everything else underneath of it's a giant cave. But go ahead. We're going to put it up for sale. Let's
3: oh. just see what idiot builds on it. Now I'm going to. I'm going to build a house in Vermont on an ancient Indian burial ground. That's not the plot of any like horror
2: movie or anything. That's never happened. That's Maine. Oh yeah, and it was a pet cemetery, right. right? Pet cemetery,
3: right? Yeah. What you doing, that Gage? Going out of the pet cemetery. It's your favorite movie to reference. and I've never seen it. What you do with that? Oh, you'd love and it. I never will. You would I'd love. love it. Never will. Nope. Buckeye Show's coming up next. Crew Soccer at 7.15. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan.
1: Fan
6: traffic. From the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center.
4: Good evening, an accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on 270 eastbound before U.S. 23. It is causing some slowdowns over here. Please be careful as they try to get the roadway clear. And more delays expected on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Attention pizza lovers and deal lovers. Everyday Domino's, you can carry out free topping Domino's pizzas on any crust for $7.99 each. Carry out only. Ask for this offer. Availability, including crust size and charges, may vary. Excludes extra large and specialty pizzas. I'm the array with fan traffic.